They threatened to kill my mother. Who are you talking about, Mr. Brown? What they? Hey. Okay. Look at him. Kareem Akbar. <laughs> That's right, the educated brother, brother from the bank. He's the real head of the CMB, the brains behind the whole thing. I told you, this thing is bigger than Nino Brown, and I gotta listen to him. If I'm going down, I'll take a whole lot of people in the court. these niggas like a willy nigga. Did you make that? Did, did I make what? That mix right there. No, I just played two different audio. Oh, okay, okay. The clip from uh, New Jack City. <laughs> That's Got it. the blicky uh, about the snitchy up. Uh. This song is really funny in retrospect now, honestly. Because I remember when this song first came out, we were like, damn. This dude really hard as hell. We honestly, when I seen the video, I was laughing at it. Right. I'm like, this dude got rainbow hair. The video was that's true. You showed us that's true. Yeah, you I put us on to this video. Yeah, I'm like, man, this dude look nuts. But he in the hood with look like some real niggas. That's hilarious. I forgot you did put us on a six yeah. nine. Yeah. So credit to you for that, man. Pause, by the way. <laughs> you put us on to Takashi six nine. Man, that's but, crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, man, I thought that dude was nuts. I'm like, man, this dude got rainbow hair. He got a big ass six nine on his face. <laughs> and he's surrounded in the most blooded out environment I've ever seen. Yeah. Man. I'm like, this dude really in the streets looking yes. like that. <laughs> but after his testimony, after what he said in court recently, uh, this video is very funny in retrospect. Yeah. Seeing as how he wasn't even a member of these dudes at this point. He just asked him to come through for a video. We'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. But uh, still, a, I don't give a fuck, man. That song is still hard. I played it earlier. I'm like, man, this shit kind of hard. <laughs> that's another. That's a good topic of discussion, too. Do songs change meaning for us if we learn something new about the artist? That's a good. We, 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 we could bring is. that up, too. I guess R. Kelly is one case. That Not, not R. Kelly aside, like rape allegations aside. If somebody you learn something about their life, would that change? We'll we'll talk about that in in, in a little bit. But um, let's go ahead and and introduce this podcast, man. Um, been a hard week. I know y'all thought we we're gonna take the week off. I know y'all thought we was gonna stop. <laughs> man, we, we we used to tropical storms in Houston, so of course we're doing the damn thing again. We back at it with the hardest man, working man in radio to this day still. Did another 16-hour shift or so in radio uh, because you got stuck. This is the second time in two years you've got stuck at the radio station, man. Yeah, I really wasn't stuck this time, though, to be fair. It, it wasn't too bad, but, yeah, I kind of had that feeling like I couldn't leave. Because I didn't know how bad it was outside, like outside of this building. Yeah. So I kind of st- stuck around a little bit. But uh, it wasn't as bad as um, the, the, uh, Harvey, where yeah. I was really stuck. Yeah, you had to sleep here. <laughs> yeah, shit. I slept here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't That's that true. bad. So how you been, man? How was that day for you overall? Uh, it was pretty cool. I didn't have to go to Starbucks that day. Okay. Because I was kind of stuck here do you have any um tales from starbucks for this week <laughs> um i don't know i kind of like I, I'm, I'm starting to warm up to my co-workers now man they they pretty cool they like the name figgy because i go by figgy there yeah so um it's pretty cool man I, I'm, I'm starting to judge people on what type of coffee they drink now <laughs> what type of coffee they order because you'll get some macho man coming in like 
Yeah, I get this uh, skinny mocha with mm-hmm. extra whipped cream and cherries and skim milk upside only. down, yeah, upside me. down, <laughs> almond milk only, sugar free. <laughs> and then you'll get some cute little white girl coming in, like, yeah, let me get a black coffee, yeah. no sugar. It's just like, damn, like I'm like, okay, I One see you. Sweet and low. <laughs> I see okay. you going in with the black coffee, but okay. um, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, it, it, Starbucks, man, it it showed me how picky people really are. Because um, it's a couple of people that told me like, oh yeah, can I, can you make sure that's non-fat? And I'm like, all right, so I put it in the register, and then you know from that point on, the barista do they thing, and she keep looking at me like, is it non-fat? Is it non-fat? I'm like yes, <laughs> like they got this, and so they be trying to peep behind the man. The, yeah, it's just like man, it's like if you that paranoid, you need to make it yourself. Number one, don't even put it in period because newsflash getting non-fat milk is not a diet choice. <laughs> okay. Milk overall yeah. is probably just not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. even a non-fat, non-fat stuff. extra whipped cream, yes. which may, which is made by <laughs> <laughs> heavy Has sugar in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know people weird with their coffee orders. I, w- I wish I could research this or I should have researched this before I said it, but like who decided that it was good for us to just drink from a cow? Like <laughs> whose idea was that? And how did we decide that was a good idea? Let's I just, think you know, I, let's just drink from the cow. I think at one point we we're drinking everything, man. <laughs> we, everything that came out of anybody. And I was the only one that tasted good. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. <laughs> just a terrible idea. It seemed like let's just drink from the cow. <laughs> I'm good on that though. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, have you ever had goat milk or anything like that? I have. It's terrible. Okay. Yeah, it's terrible. It's Ugh. just it's it's just as bad as the cow, and like I'm good on all of it. Are you a a non dairy drinker? Well, for the most, I'm lactose intolerant. Okay. So I'm, so you I'm, gotta drink the almond milk, right? Well, I don't. I mean, I just don't drink milk, man. I, I go with water. My I like my cereal dry. I'm good. Okay. Like I don't have to have no milk, man. I'm good on drink it. Drink cereal dry. I don't know about no, that. No, no, no. I don't drink it. Like I, like I just eat it as a snack. It's just like, oh, okay. It's just like chips. I get you, man. You know, I get you. so it's not really cereal since there's no no yeah. milk in there. I realized once I moved out here or moved uh, moved with my wife that we really don't drink milk that often. We would buy like a we used to get like a gallon of milk, and it would go it would spoil, and we barely drink it. So um, then went down to like a half a gallon, then like a little quart. Yeah. It's like we really don't drink milk that often. We always end up throwing it out. We never finish it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of not a milk person either, even though I grew up on milk. All right, hold up. Let's get back on track, y'all. We, are, we have a I lot to, to talk about here. I in a milk no, tangent, my bad, dude. It's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> Let's finish introducing the podcast. We had a busy week this week. First of all, Figgy, are you okay? Is everything good? Your, your car okay? Everything straight? Yeah, everything good, man. Okay. I'm good. All right, we have the lovely Jasmine joining us again. Hello. Jasmine, how's your week been? It's been hectic for everybody in Houston. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. It's been a week, but okay. nothing to talk about. So what was your uh, evacuation plan when you saw the storm was coming? I didn't have one. I didn't panic this time. I didn't panic for Harvey either. My mom actually made me leave. Luckily, I did when I did. Did you leave the city? Yeah, I went to Dallas. Oh, okay. Harvey. Um, yesterday I wasn't really panicked at all. Um, I just wanted to go home. So I didn't want to be stuck here. Like okay. I, would, I preferred <laughs> to go home and work from home than be stuck here and have to figure out how I'm going to get home versus. Okay. So, I mean, it was cool. It wasn't nothing 
I'm just really on autopilot at the moment, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Are you actually productive when you work at home? Because I'm not. Um, in the sense, yesterday I was. Okay. Yesterday I was because I ha- I have to like prep and get my mind together and get that's right. True. Like, otherwise, that's why people are always like, "Why don't you just go home?" Because I can get more done here. It's easier to work here. Like it's work. So at home, I'll be doing who knows what. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> Working from home is kind of overrated, honestly. It yeah. seemed like the dream setup, Mm-mm. the PlayStation right there, dog. Exactly. <laughs> so much shit's right there. You realize, yeah. like, fuck it. So sometimes I, you gotta go to um, yeah. Starbucks to work. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go to a library. Or Working something. from home, other than just being able to sit in your drawers, that's like that's like the the main high point of it. Other than that, I'm I'm with you. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. not really that. But productive. I feel like your mentality is not right when you're working in your drawers, basically. Like, for some reason, I just can't. Like, if I'm wearing my wife beater and just some boxers, I can't sit on my computer and do work. That's right. I'm going to be looking at Netflix or X videos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you definitely be slower, <laughs> easy, easily distracted. And, and X videos is right yes. there. You in your drawers. Ain't nobody watching. <laughs> Close the shutters real quick. Yeah. Put these headphones in in case the, uh, these walls are thin. I don't want yeah. the neighbors to hear exactly what's going on over here. Oh, man. Jasmine's disgusted. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have uh, also a special guest today. Um, this is a man who has been uh, supporting the podcast for a while, supporting our other individual ventures. Mine at uh, when I was a producer for a Paul Gallant show and also Figgy when he produces the Triple Threat currently to this day. This man has been a longtime listener in the loop, <laughs> in the loop <laughs> and he is a longtime listener and a wait. What did I? You did said I Triple Threat to this day. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. fucking. It's one of those. R.I.P. to the Triple Threat. It's this yeah. fucking it no beer I'm drinking. This is <laughs> <laughs> this beer I'm drinking, man. I'm fucking up. My bad. The in the loop, ten to two on Sports Radio six ten. Um, but this man now currently works with us, and he is very talented, very educated. He looks very educated, too. Man, I appreciate you know, that. He just is, looks like the smart brother. Hey, <laughs> I'm just getting over, man. It's, it's all, it's all a, uh, a facade. <laughs> you look like whenever there's like a hood movie like Menace to Society, you're like the smart brother in that one. Uh, <laughs> so like, right, right when we see you, we're like, are you about to speak? You look like the dude who played uh, Kane... Remember he got locked up, the dude who was Jada Pinkett's ex. Oh yeah, in that society, and he okay. was also in South Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Remember that guy? Yeah, you kind of remind about. me of him. You know who I like to? So I get the look part on that. I, I see where you're going, but you know what I like to kind of think of myself more as who? Uh, what was Ice Cube's uh, character name in Higher Learning? He was like the six year senior. I forget his name. Man. I forget I his name, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, Ice Cube's yeah. character, and I'm I'm Ice Cube's character in higher learning. I'm in school for I'm in college for six years, but I'm not really taking. <laughs> I might be taking a class. I might not, but I'm definitely reading the book. I feel you, man. And I'm and I'm and I'm doing it on my own time, and I'm learning something. But <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not necessarily confined to your uh, structure of the <laughs> class setup. But no, but I'm gonna learn some shit though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but you so, look the part, man, for sure. I'm trying. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, you gotta, you gotta, hey, you gotta fool these folks. Yeah, you know I know. I, mean? I feel you. Yeah, yeah, I'm making yeah. the funk too. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so our good friend Brandon Scott joins the podcast finally, man. Let's give it up for Brandon real yes. quick. Man, appreciate the love, man. <laughs> appreciate the love, especially finally be here with y'all, being such a big fan of what y'all do, man. It's yeah. kind of surreal actually getting to sit up here with y'all, man, and just kick it. But it feel natural though, just like 
Kind of like I've been here the whole time. Oh, for definitely, sure, man. man. For definitely. Sure. Yeah, man. You've been supporting us before you was even working here. So Yeah, man. I That's just, dope, man, man. I, like I seen what y'all were doing and I appreciated it. And, and y'all understand where I'm coming from. There's not a lot of us in these positions in media yeah. and with a uh, level of visibility and especially in organizations like this. So I felt that there was some value in that, that y'all were doing y'all's own thing and, uh, you know, speaking in your own voice, not the voice that they told you to speak in or about <laughs> the shit that they told you to talk about. Yeah. Talking about our shit, the stuff that matters to us. Yeah. And uh, I just respected it, man. Even even when I didn't have time to listen to the whole hour or two hours, you know, I was definitely going to get in what I, what I could and, and, you know, just try to support from afar. Yeah. Tweet it out and say, hey, man, these guys are working hard. They're talking about some dope shit and it's just fun. Yeah. So I've always just appreciated it. Definitely you, appreciate, appreciate the love, that, man. man. And yeah, we do try to cut. We're, we're trying to work on the length of the podcast, man. We know people don't have time to listen to the whole thing. So yeah, we're trying yeah. to work on but that. You know what? I'll say this, though. And there is research that suggests that shorter podcasts are kind of the way. But I also feel like when y'all get to come out, come in here and just stretch out and enjoy yourselves, fuck what the rest of the world is talking about, man. Fair enough. Do your thing. Do your yeah. thing, man. Like, only shorten it if you want to shorten it. Don't do it because... You know, for some other outside reason, man. Come out, yeah. come in here and stretch out. Get comfortable. Do your thing, man. Yeah, I don't really have a problem. Um, sometimes with the length of the podcast, if we're talking about something good and mm-hmm. worth worthy of it, it just bothers me sometimes. Where we spend like twenty minutes on <laughs> some bullshit. That's true. That's like, true. But like, I think our I'm, bullshit's I'm, funny bullshit though. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> like when I mean bullshit, I mean like a story that don't really mean shit. That's fair. And then we just like. Talking about, like, we always bring up Bow Wow. Yeah. And we spend, like, 20, 30 minutes on explaining why. Because I feel like he a legend. I don't, we, don't, we don't need to get into that. Yeah, we won't. But we always spend, <laughs> like, not. 30 minutes arguing about that. I, he, he, he's such an easy punching bag. He, like, he's just so easy to bag on. So I feel like he's content. He is content. Yeah. Like, especially if you're cracking jokes. Yeah. And he's I been mean, around long enough. Like, look, it depends on how you define legend. Because if a legend yeah. has just been around for 20 years, then he is. We're not, not going to do this debate again. Yeah. No, we yeah. refuse yeah. to have this debate again. That was my whole thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I ain't like his music or nothing. I wasn't into Bow Wow like that, but he stuck around. He's been around since a kid, and he's still around now. Yeah. So He has longevity. Yeah. We'll give him that much. Yeah. But, yeah, again, the debate, <laughs> yeah. go back five podcasts or whatever to hear that whole debate because we ain't touching it again. <laughs> but fuck it. Yeah. Um, a whole lot to talk about this week, man. Um. But we usually kick this off, and we will again this week, with new releases. Now, I honestly did not see a whole lot coming out. This was a kind of a light week, a light Friday. Um, but there was one thing of interest I was really surprised by, and I checked out. So, Gangstar, actually I think it was DJ Premier, uh, tweeted out like a teaser video which was a voice recording on like an old school voice recorder machine <laughs> from Nas. Mm. And Nas is talking about a new Gangstar album coming out. Like mm. he's asking DJ Premier if there's a, he, that he heard a new Gangstar album was coming out. And is, is it true or not? So I'm like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> Guru been dead for what? Five years five, or so, something yeah, like that. Something when he like passed, that. 2012, maybe something 20, like yeah, that. I think it was 2012, maybe. So, been a while, but um, apparently, a new Gangstar album is coming, and not only that, they dropped a single 
on Friday. Is it new music or is it previously? From what I understand, it will be unreleased verses from Guru, new beats from DJ Premier, of course. And I'm guessing it's going to be full of features like this song was with J. Cole. But they did put out a single. The single is called Family and Loyalty featuring J. Cole. Um, I heard the song. I like it a lot. I didn't know how to feel about it um, going into it because I was like, you know, DJ Premier going to be on that bullshit again or is it going to be, <laughs> you know, delivering classic Gangstar content? This felt like a classic Gangstar song, honestly, like a good classic Gangstar song. Yeah. Um, I like this song a lot. The beat was super cold. I'm super excited about the project now that I heard that beat. Um, Guru's verses kind of felt like they kind of, uh, th- the content was similar, so I get why they were on the song. But quality-wise, they felt like you took verses from different songs in different recording sessions and, them up. and mashed it up into one song. Mm. But, I mean, like, you got to take what you can get, I guess. You know, unfortunately, Guru is gone, so he won't be able to record. I don't know what Guru and DJ Premier's relationship was when he died, unfortunately. It might have been kind of rocky. So I kind of fear that this project will sound like a Tupac album after he died (laughs) when they just put his verses on new beats and And just worked around a little bit. I'm kind of worried about that. But... It still sounded good. Um, I like J. Cole's verse a lot. J. Cole was on some rapidy rap shit here. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize it was him at first. I had to check to make sure he was on this song. He wasn't on this college boy woke shit. Or... He was on some Lupe Fiasco, Pharaoh Monch type rapidy rap shit on this song, man. Honestly. J. Cole can go when he wants to. Like yeah. he's he's a he is a lyricist. So I mean, he can go. Like, and especially if it's gonna be you know, Nas, and it's going to be... Yeah, he had to go on that one. He, did. he couldn't go on no bullshit. Yeah. He had to take it back to the... The, um, the boom the craps. <laughs> yeah, the records in the crates. And I'm not going to lie. I, I, I breathe a uh, sigh of... I, I just sighed when I saw that J. Cole was on the song, man. I was like, <laughs> really? Man, why they had to ruin it? But no, J. Cole actually added to the song, man. He actually had a really good verse, so... Give to J. Cole, and um, I enjoy this song a lot. I'm looking forward to the album. I don't know when it's dropping. I don't think there's a release date yet, but I'm cautiously optimistic now because I really like this song. So. <laughs> so so, you don't think it's like a money grab or like this, you know, I feel like this thing that we do with a lot of remakes and things that we put out there now is like trying to just capture on or capitalize on people's nostalgia. You don't think it's that? You think it actually is going to be a good project, or is this just pulling at your heartstrings because they know that you want, that you long for way back when, you know, that's, that's what, that would be what I'm nervous about. Like, is this, is this a, an earnest project or is this a, you know, is this the Lion King? <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that it has unreleased verses, it makes me feel better about it. Um, I would be worried if it was like a, a notorious B.I.G., um, Born Again album mm. where they took a bunch of his old verses and put them over new beats. And that shit was trash. But this one, wait, you did you like that album? Mm-mm. Oh, I'm about to say, no, no, you gave me a look. No, like no, no, like no. I was giving you oh, the look yeah, of, yeah, 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 no, that was terrible. <laughs> same as what, the same look I gave you when you mentioned the, the, is this going to be a Tupac? 
Posthumous albums were terrible. But um, this this song made me optimistic about it, honestly, because I feel like DJ Premier is in his bag again. He's delivering that classic sound, and it doesn't sound like a crash grab to me. Now, I could be wrong if the full project comes out and they have Swiss beats on it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right now, from this single, I'm optimistic. It sounds like a classic Gangstar record. And if we get to hear more from Guru, if we get to get more, you know, dope beats from DJ Premier, it's a win for hip-hop no matter what. Yeah. yeah. So I'm down with it. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. I liked it a lot. And um, I, I kind of did the same thing you did when I seen J. Cole on right. it. I'm like, oh, man. But when I heard the beat, I'm like, nah, his verse about to be fire. Like, I knew it just... Just listening to the premiere beat, I'm like, nah, J. Cole got to come on. Uh, he got pause. He got to come on this one. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I, I, I feel like they not the type of group that would do a cash grab. They kind of put me in the mind of like a trial called Quest. Right. Who kind of stick to their roots. They won't jump out the window with something brand new, like try to do what other people doing. So I think... I feel like they're gonna stay in their lane, especially since Guru is gone. I don't see them changing it up a little bit and trying to, you know, get a trap beat or nothing like that. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna stick with the boom bap, and um, yeah, I think they're just doing that for their fans. And and Guru's been gone long enough now to where we're starting to have like a generation of rap fans that are not even familiar with that. I would music. say even when he was here. A bunch of people didn't know who Gangstar was. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of people heard of uh, DJ Premier probably when he started working with the mainstream artists like right. Biggie, Nas, all that. But a lot of people, and I honestly, I wasn't a New York dude. I wasn't hip on Gangstar until way later, honestly, personally. Like, I heard a couple of their songs. I heard their beats. But I didn't really know about them until probably probably close to when Guru died, honestly, oh, around man, that, that was, era. Yeah. Maybe like 2010, I got on them heavy. Oh, yeah, I'm probably with you probably even after that. Like, Spotify was really how I came to know a lot of the New York artists that weren't mainstream, you know, uh, at least the stuff that was, that's was that been released on Spotify. There's still yeah. some stuff that you can't find. But I had to do the same thing, so. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to this album, man. Um, we'll, we'll keep y'all posted when we hear about a release date. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm just... I like I like the older groups coming back like this. Me too. Uh, so we had a little brother who dropped uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know. I just I like that man because it is an audience for it. And you know we getting older, and you know we don't like to listen to brand new stuff all the time. We like the groups we grew up on. I know y'all ain't really grow up on them, but I like when older groups get together again, drop that like the same type of album they would have dropped years ago yep. where it still sound the same because you miss that sound. And you honestly, honestly, if you're not searching for it, you don't hear it. So it's good when somebody like Gangstar, you know, drop a song and it still got that same old school sound where you like, damn, man, I missed this. And then you go back in the crate and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot about this. Just that whole, whole sound. Catalog. Yep. Yeah. Because their music is the type of music that make you want to get some 12s in the trunk. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, because you're, I, mean, I I was the guy that always had 12s in the trunk, but um, the older I got, I'm like, man, I'm, I don't need that shit, man. I'm too grown for that. But when you when I listen to this song, I'm like, damn, man, if I had some sounds, man, I'll be bumping this shit. So, yeah, I, I like groups like that that's bringing this type of music back for the older people. 
I agree, man. And I was thinking about this whole year in retrospect, even though we're not done with it yet. If we get a new Gangstar album, like you said, Little Brother, Nas dropped Lost Tapes Lost too. Tapes too. Yeah. Yep. Then we had which, uh, was, which was fire. I thought. I yeah. thought I thought it was pretty good. Actually. I thought it was. I thought because I, I wasn't expecting much from from Nas on, on the Lost Tapes too, and I I was pretty impressed. Yeah. So I, I kind of had to retract my. I, I didn't say I hated it. I was kind of disappointed, but now I kind of listen to it for what it is, and I enjoy it a lot more now. It's. I mean, we at that point where it's good to hear Nas. Right. Yeah. No matter what, it, that's how I feel about uh, Wu Tang or right. Ghostface. Whenever he he Ghostface always dropped music, mm-hmm. so it's always good just to hear. I I don't really judge too much. Like oh yeah, no, he really wasn't no, saying whack verse or something. Yeah, it's just good that he's still putting out music and he's still Ghostface. Right, he didn't change his style up. He he didn't pull a twister where he tried to rap what other kids <laughs> rap about. Yeah, so it's just good to hear them still in the studio, still doing their thing. Well, and with Lost Tapes, I was more worried about the beats and what they were going to sound like, and yeah. I thought they were. I thought they were actually pretty good, honestly. Pretty yeah. good, yeah. And so that was what I was. I'm not worried about Nas rapping for the most part. Oh, he's anyway. going to kill it every time. But yeah. the beats, I was like, okay, what's this going to be? And I thought it was <laughs> the Al Jarreau single he put out had me worried. That was yeah. yeah. That was super trash, man. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Oh, he was technical on it. I don't care, dog. Yeah. Nah, that song yeah. was terrible. Yeah. I see what he was trying to do on that, but some stuff you can't really rap over. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't what you what you call and, stick the landing. Yeah. yeah. Anybody uh, I don't think anybody could have did that, no. but Nas is probably the closest person who can attempt that. Yeah. And this still was bad. <laughs> It was awful, man. I maybe actually, I, maybe it would be received better if he didn't put that out first. Yeah, because I actually yeah. had forgotten about that until you mentioned it because I had gone and listened to the whole album. But you're right. Yeah, <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't the best way to market your project, <laughs> this trash-ass single. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. But, yeah, man, it's been a good year for hip-hop, man. We had the Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib album, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, anybody who says, we say this every year because last year was a good year for hip-hop, too, man. If people say hip hop is dead, they're just not looking or listening or, or too lazy to yeah. seek out the dope shit because the dope shit's out there. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a while. People saying hip hop is dead because around the time Nas made the hip hop is dead album, mm-hmm. you could have said hip hop was a little dead because it, it, people really wasn't rapping about people. People ain't really getting a bag like that. People was trying to find that single and chase that popular sound. Yeah, but now it's, I feel like people just stay in their lanes. You got Freddie Gibbs who stay in his lane. You got a Pusha T who stay in his lane. Right. So, um, and they eat off of it too. It's mm-hmm. not like they, you know, they get dropped from a label. They do their own thing. So I think it's it's out there. You just got to go find it. Yeah. The people who say hip hop is dead are probably people that listen way too much radio. I know we're in a that's radio true. station, but they probably yeah. listen to way <laughs> too much radio on top 40. Yeah. Cause and, if that's what you listen to, then hip hop may be dead to you. Yeah. That's what, yeah. really what they mean. Cause they always mention the mumble rappers and the mumble rap killed hip hop and all this stuff. Yeah. But you know, that's how you just know they're old and probably just listen to radio and see music videos. Cause yeah, because I mean, back in the nineties, yeah, Wu-Tang would have been on the radio or stuff like that, but yeah, that stuff not going to get played on the radio. You know, it's politics in it. So, Mainstream rap was more diverse back then. Yeah. But I still feel like hip hop is strong lyrically today. So, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. Um, Jasmine, did you get a chance to hear this J. Cole verse on this Gangstar album? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> I think you'll, well, I don't know if you'll, well, you like J. Cole, so you'll like it. Yeah. But we actually all just gave him props because we thought it sounded dope. Yeah. Gangstar. I don't, even, I don't even know that I'm familiar with that artist. 
Well, you probably group. not. Yeah, yeah you probably yeah. not. You probably yeah. not. Yeah. But I would. I would like you to hear this song though. Uh-huh. It, just get your opinion on the whole song overall because it's definitely like a boom bap type of hip hop song. Uh-huh. Like a, it sounds like it came straight out the nineties. I'm a down. So I would love yeah, for you check to that song check out. it out. Yeah, overall. Okay. All the more reason to be like excited it. about the project, though, right? That's See, true. It's a perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> perfect example. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because, um, you know, somebody like Jasmine, who never heard of them or heard of the group, that's kind of opening a up. fresh to, perspective, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, man, I don't think hip-hop is dead. Yeah, nah, I'm still alive, man. <laughs> um, So, I, I don't think we had any other new releases, so fuck it, man. Mm-hmm. Let's just go into the biggest topics of the week. <laughs> Starting with, I need my uh, people's chord music, but fuck it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, nah, fuck it, man. We good. <laughs> uh, so, I know everybody has heard by now, but Takashi Six Nine took the stand this week um, during the trial of two Nine Trey Gangsta Blood members. Their names were Harv and Nark, or something like that. Nuke, Nuke, Harvin Nuke. I don't know their real names. Go look it up. I don't care. <laughs> but um, he was pre- he presented a testimony. He was cross examined, and this lasted for about two days. Um, I admittedly was very interested in this. Me too. <laughs> there was a guy who was live tweeting the testimony. Oh yeah. And I actually was reading through the tweets like it was a fucking TV show, man. <laughs> like he was live updating everything that was going on. I was reading it, waiting for the next tweet. It was funny because it really was like a TV show. It had commercial breaks. <laughs> the jury yeah. had to go get lunch and then go get coffee <laughs> and then go take a shit. I don't know, whatever. But yeah. there were so many breaks in between. And you're like, right when it got good, it would stop. And they took a break. And then, like, 15 minutes later, it would continue. Back on, yeah. So it really was like a dope movie, man. <laughs> um, and and Takashi, he talked about a lot of things, um, his affiliation with uh, the Nine Trey Bloods. And we learned a lot of things, honestly, man. Uh, a rundown of some things that were revealed here. Number one, for clarification, uh, people are, the memes are going around that Takashi 69 is snitching on everybody and mentioning all these people's names and, and pulling them out. Um, their names were already mentioned, and he just kind of said what he knew about them. Um, two names yeah. came up. I about to say testimony. that's kind of snitching, though. Uh, well, yeah. if you okay, that's a good that's a good question. Actually, we could talk about that. But he is doing this to get leniency for his own case. He is facing a minimum of fifty seven years, I think, in federal prison. A maximum of life in prison. So he is providing testimony and cooperating with the federal government for leniency in his own case. But regardless, he's fucked. Because your minimum is 57 I, years. Yeah, how many fi- well, how like, many damn 57 years do you got in you? Well, if he, I think he is tes- testifying for immunity from some of those charges. Mm. So if they grant him what he's looking for, that mm. FK1 or whatever the fuck it's called, he won't get that maximum or minimum. He might just get time served and be free. And be free. Yeah. But just be under is he really going to be free when he's out on the streets after this? I, I don't think he's going to be really out on the streets. That? Nah, I think he's going to be in witness protection. He Probably. I think that, to be. That's, I think that's what he's fighting for, too, because he can't be out on the streets like this. I think they're going to 
send him somewhere else. Even if he were, he would be looking over his shoulder for the rest of his life. Like that—that's no way to that's live. That's better than prison. That ain't no that's way to better live. than prison. But better than federal prison. But that's why killed in prison too. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's why he trying to get that immunity. Uh, you know, get that protection because he know he can't be out on the streets now. Yeah. So I think if he do get get off free. He won't be out in New York and Brooklyn again. Oh, he's going to be on an island somewhere. He's going to be, yeah, we ain't never going to see him again. Still trolling on the internet. That's what's annoying. He's still going to be trolling on the internet. I don't even know about that now. (laughs) See, I think, I think it's going to go into another debate, I guess, but I think that's a little overhyped. I think he'll be just fine. I'm not going to say nobody's going to try to test him, but I feel like the bloods aren't, some super secret assassin type people who are going to get a sniper on top of a building and just knock him off. If he signs to a record label, the record label can provide protection for him. You said they he can, can? Get, they can provide protection for him. He can get his own protection. So I'm not saying he's going to be out in the street crazy, but I don't think he's going to be in fear of his life constantly because honestly, a lot like look, some of the bloodshed is just for show, man. Let's be honest. All these rappers came claiming bloods. Chris Brown is a blood. <laughs> Soldier Boy is a blood. And see, come on, man. And see, this kind of this what made me think about this. They um he didn't call out Cardi B himself. Yes, but they brought him. They brought her up. They brought up Jim Jones too. Never. Yeah, they might bring up some more people. I don't know. But Cardi B is kind of a big name now. Yes. So kinda. Yeah, yeah, that's she, what I'm saying. I don't think I've she, heard of her. Yeah, I don't think she out there in the streets or nothing, but I kind of look at that as more protection. So, yeah. So I don't think she going to do anything, and she, of course she going to deny it, but it's people behind. I think that's her protection. So I don't think – I I think something can still happen to him if he out in the streets like that. I think it, I think it's a whole bit circle. You you mentioned Chris Brown. You mentioned Soldier Boy. I think it's more people that's kind of affiliated with it yeah. outside of just Cardi B and Jim no, Jones. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I'm, and I'll talk about like big time artists. So I feel like you have those that are associated with it because they actually grew up in the culture and they actually are a part of the gangs that they're repping. And then there are artists like Chris Brown and other artists that beca- they may have had friends that grew up in that life, but they're not necessarily, they weren't necessarily jumped in. They weren't necessarily in the gang from jump. I think that the gang members that surround those people are the people, like you said, those are the people of protection. But I absolutely think that just because he's free, regardless of witness protection or anything, he's not a free man. Like I, 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 I don't stand behind no one is no one. They're just going to let him live. Like, yeah. I don't think that no one's going to try to attempt to end this man's life, regardless of the people that he's naming, like regardless of the, Regardless of the people that are all intertwined in the case, I don't think people are like it's a gang. They're not going to let it go just because this is happening. Unfortunately, there are actually people that are grow up in gangs and grow up in that culture that they don't care. Like they don't like they ain't got nothing but to do but die. So if they're going to go out for what they believe in. So if he's walking the streets and this and they're not happy with it, it's going to be their duty to take him out regardless of what happens to them. And, you know, it's also easy for us as hip-hop observers to get caught up in the names, like, you know, Jim Jones, Cardi yeah. B, and to be like, oh, okay, you know, fixate on that. But if we're talking about actual gang shit, like, don't underestimate the random blood who nobody yeah. knows That's and is true. barely even yeah. affiliated who thinks he can, 
make a name for himself off of taking down Takashi Six Nine. Like those yeah. are the people that I would actually be more worried, worried about. about sure. It's yeah. like the people that are trying to be on the come up. And yeah. they just followed the shit on Twitter like we did, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, this is how I'm, <laughs> this is how yeah. I'm gonna impress the OG. I'm gonna go take out Takashi Six Nine. No, no, but then, like, no yeah. oh, go ahead. No. But then, like, if you know Cardi B is blood, Jim Jones, they're obviously bloods. We know the public has been known these things, but mm-hmm. at the same time, for them to even bring these people up in this type of case, it's like they're they ultimately are probably building a case against. Cardi and Jim Jones as well. Like Takashi saying their names has nothing to do with the fact that they probably already have stuff on the regular dudes or the unknown dudes that are protecting Cardi or protecting these artists. They already probably have cases built on those people. Like, so them bringing up Cardi wasn't, oh, Takashi snitching. It's, oh, okay, you're just confirming that. Um, oh, dude here, oh, dude there, oh, dude here are all connect. Like, you're still, com- you're confirming different parts in, in in another case that you probably not even like people are probably aren't even thinking about right now. I think you're right in one case. I think you're right concerning Jim Jones, but not Cardi B. Mm-hmm. So it's important to bring up the context of how these names were brought up in court. So the Cardi B thing happened because basically Takashi 69 admitted that he only joined the bloods to advance his music music career. And the defense attorney asked him, you know, uh, why did you do this? Basically, he said to advance his music career. He said, did you model your career after anybody else? He's like, no. He's like, did, did, do you know Cardi B? He said, yes. Do you know she's a blood? He said, yes. Are you modeling your career after Cardi B? And he said, no. And he's saying, basically, he's denying the fact that he used Cardi B as a blueprint for his own career yeah. by joining the Bloods to get more clout, basically. Yeah. So he just said he knows she's a blood, but and they had nothing against her to bring up besides the fact that they know she's a blood. She knows she's admitted it. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was the Cardi B thing. The Jim Jones thing got brought up because they had Jim that Jones video. on tape. Yeah. He was wiretapped with a call, I want to say, to Shoddy or somebody else. Nah, it was a uh, dude he used to hang who used yeah. to rap Mel. Uh, Mel, Mel. Mel yeah, Murder. yeah, Mel, Mel yeah, yeah, yeah. It was part of uh, non trade guy. Dipset, <laughs> dipset thing. And he was basically saying, because he had just seen um, 6 Nines interview on, I guess, what's a breakfast club. And he basically said that, hey, somebody got to take care of that. Somebody got to violate him for that shit. You know, they had Jim Jones on tape saying this shit. And they asked if he knew who Jim Jones was. He was like, I'm, he's a retired rapper or something. Yeah. So he did snitch in this case, but he did not snitch on Cardi B or Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. They were brought up, and he just said he knew of them. Yeah, I just think that they weren't brought up for no reason. Like, regardless of what Takashi was going to say, I think I don't think that they just brought them up for no reason. I, I, I think with think Jim that. Jones, they have a case because they have him on tape, yeah. basically. Yeah. But then again, nothing happened to him, so it's hard to say maybe attempted murder, I guess, but yeah. you have no proof of that either, so... I don't know. But Cardi B, the Cardi B thing is weird because Atlantic came out and said that it's not true that she's a blood. But then she came out and said she is. But she's saying she's a brim and not a nine tray or whatever the fuck. I don't think I don't like I think the bigger picture is not Cardi B. I really I don't know. I just don't think Cardi. I think Cardi is the distraction. Like, I don't think that they're trying to take Cardi B down. I think Cardi B is associated with other regular degular bloods that they're trying to get. Like, I don't think that Cardi is the ultimate mission. I think that 
there are other people involved or maybe not even, like you said, necessarily this case, but I think that they have cases on other people that they're trying to connect dots or they're e- or they're either just trying to get whatever they can from, mm-hmm. yeah, from any, you know, wherever they can get it so that they can keep those cases going and ultimately take different people down. It may be people that we don't even know about right now. Could be Chris yeah. Brown. It could not be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he Pyru too. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, I kind of agree with Jazz. I think um, somebody like Cardi B, I think that's kind of like the, um, it's kind of like when you, around the gang and you see somebody famous and you want to protect them. So that celebrity is like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm part of the blood, blah, blah, blah. But they not really getting their hands dirty. It's more like these members are protecting you, making sure you good. So don't nobody fuck with you. So I think it's more something like that because Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I think basically that's what Chris Brown is. He's not out there in the streets getting dirty, Yeah, but his protection, his boys are these blood members. So I think some of them are friends and some of them it's, pays. Like Yeah, it's 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 like that with a lot of NBA players too. When they go to these certain cities, they hang around certain people and they, you know, they look out for them. With them looking out for them, they look out for him, that person to protect them so they don't get robbed or get their chain snatches, something like that. Yeah. So I, I think that's pretty much what it is and that's why it got brung up. I, f- I feel like in the circles, too, where snitching is a problem, where, like, snitches actually get you stitches, that it's not, like, you provided, Ryan, you provided some nuance on, or did he snitch or not, and this was the context of the question, and I don't know how much that matters in the streets. Like, I feel like, and I've had some experience covering courts and being, like, covering trials and stuff like that, and I've seen, like, gangsters in the courtroom just to see people in there, just to see who's on the witness stand. Yeah. So, like, in some places, just taking the witness stand to begin with and, like, answering the most benign of questions can get you in trouble. So, yeah. I'm not even sure whether the truth of the matter even. No, he he's labeled a snitch no matter what. Right. That's yeah. what I'm so, it, it, he's technically fucked. Yeah, basically. because he pretty much told on the dude Shoddy. Yeah. And Shoddy got his years because yeah. of that. Yeah, that might be enough and, to, do you, to do you in in the eyes of. You know the wrong folks. Yeah. No. Yeah. He. I mean, he's labeled a snitch, which is one of the yeah. worst things you can be labeled in gang culture. So yeah, he's fucked. But I'm just saying, I don't know if the pressure from these neighborhood gangs will necessarily affect his stardom level. You know, the fact that he can afford security, the fact that he can just move. Yeah. I doubt they're going to be sending some people cross country wherever he is to just go find them. Yeah. If he go to certain neighborhoods, it's on site. Yeah. But if he just stays away from that, it's not like they're going to send a, a superpowered assassin to take him out. I just don't think they I, – I don't know. Still yeah, better, than, like I, you said I earlier, think, still better than federal prison. That's true. Yeah, still I better. think I think he's just going to be in, like, a witness protection. I don't know if he's still going to do music or be able to, but I just don't – I think with him doing that, it kind of – you see it's kind of like a web because Cardi B name got brung up. Jim yeah. Jones name got brung up. I I think it was once. Um, I think before they broke up, Trippy Red. Yeah, like, I don't understand. I ain't. I ain't even know that was a connection. So I think it's way more connections than what they're naming right now, and I think that's that's kind of a bad look because that might be the whole music business in New York, honestly. So he gonna. I mean, he can't go back to New York. Yeah. So I I think he had to move somewhere and not be on the scene again. I don't think he could just go around and do shows how he used to do them because there's somebody in 
everybody connected in all these cities. Mm-hmm. He can't go to Houston and be like, yeah, you know, I'm. But cool. you got to remember, York. this was the same guy who was calling people out in their own hood. Yeah, and nothing happened to him then. Yeah, I think right. So, but he I, had the energy behind him too, had, though. Yeah, at the time. He, he had. The, I mean, that's Trey the difference. Behind, yeah, and Shadi was right behind him. Like y'all ain't about to do nothing. Yeah, but if they not behind him now, like ain't nobody about to go out there and protect him. So he, I think I think it's I think it's all the connection because he can't go to L.A. and do a show. He's mm-hmm. he's a man without a country. That's true. Yeah, he is a man without a country. He's gonna have to find one actually. Yeah, because I know at first we talked about it before. I thought he could have a music career after. I I didn't think the whole snitching would matter. But now that all the names is coming out, I just don't see how he I don't see how he can. Because don't nobody want to associate themselves with that mess. Yeah. So I don't see how he could do it. I can see how he can have a career on his own individually. Like with, with him just being the record label, like working with the record labels themselves. No artist is going to want to mess with him. Like I don't even think that people would even want to deal with him just because of the mess that he gets in on his own. Like, they don't want to be associated. They don't want anything coming out about themselves. Like, that's why I think artists will stay away. Sadly, I think, like, the youth is going to continue to support him and like him and listen to his music because it's like, this is guy got, he avoided jail time. He trolled the whole internet, avoided jail time, and sadly, people are going to be looking at him like he is, like, the greatest of all time. So I think like if he does decide to have a music career, I don't think it's going I think it's going to be people that actually supported him from jump. Like I don't I don't think it's going to be people like he's not going to gain fans now for sure. It's got to be people like his core fans that have always been listening to him. Yeah, I think like I said, I think he could attempt to do music, but if you look at it like what record or, or what producer is going to want to work with him? Because man, these money produ- is money, man. But money the- is money. They don't care who. But it comes these producers from. got relationships with Jim Jones or Cardi B, so they they trying to protect their relationships with other people. So why would you want to be in the studio with this guy who people is looking for this dude or whatever? So I think it, I think I think he could attempt to put out music. I think somebody would throw him a beat, but I don't think it's gonna be the. He ain't gonna have that same impact he had before. Where he ain't just gonna pick off where he left off. I don't think that, of course, he can't put out no blood anthems no more. But I kind of agree with Jasmine, basically. I do think he can have a music career. And why I think so is basically because I'm pessimistic. Um, I think the rules are different in hip-hop now. I think things we thought were not okay back in the day are okay now. We've seen people who violated all types of rules. First off, in the beginning, it was you can't be a fake gangster. You know, they called it studio gangster. We only recognize the real ones. Then the fake gangsters came out and they succeeded. Rick Ross succeeded. He was a CEO. We have proof of that. And we still bought his, bought his records and believed his rhymes. So to, things, to this day. Yes, to, to this, this day, day. To this day. Even knowing what we know. Uh, ghost writing was a big thing back then. Then Drake got busted and he had an even bigger career after that. You know, rules are different now, man. And I just feel like. Um, it, it, he will be able to have a career. People will fuck with him. It might not be the OGs yet. He might have some connection severed forever, but money is money. Clout is clout. People do anything for all that shit now. So but, I but think he'd be fine. See, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I just think, I think it went way too far now. If it was a thing where he got in a little trouble and report, reportedly he said something to get somebody up, 
then I don't think it'd be a big deal. But, you know, people still listen to me. He still make good music. He'll still collab with Kanye or somebody like that. But I just think it got way too far. It's way too public. It's all out on the internet. It, it, he just looked back. Don't nothing look good for him at this point. The internet forgets shit, man. That's yeah. the thing. The no, internet has a short memory. But see, it's to me, it's all over the place. It, it, to me, this is way further because I thought he would have a music career. I didn't think it was going to get this far like this. Mm. So I just think it's a lot of relationships that we don't see right now. But we see we're coming from those sensibilities where like snitching is a problem and this is like a thing. But like to Jazz's point earlier, like the people that rocked with him from the beginning, like and to Rocket's point, like how offensive is snitching now? And like is it is that really as against the rules as it used to be? Do they care? Do does his fan base, does his following think he was wrong to begin with? Think he shouldn't be facing charges anyway, and that this is a they will yeah. rationalize it as these people are trying to kill him. Right. Yeah. So, But see, that's the other thing, too. A lot of people fuck with Shoddy. A lot of people, they respect Shoddy a lot before they respect him. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of relationships. He's pretty known in New York. So I don't think they're going to... I think for his fans, I think some people still listen to his music and all that stuff. But I just think a lot of people that fuck with Shoddy, he, he got Shoddy like... 17 years. I forgot how many years he yeah, got. Yeah, 15, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of like as a business, I mean, as a person in the music business, Yeah. like, why would you want to deal with that? The, the, the streets probably won't fuck with him, but as we have kind of discussed, like, hip-hop is kind of beyond the streets now. So, yeah. like, I think, I think people that's not really into that street shit and don't really care about that and rock with Takashi from, from Jump, are going to kind of be more inclined to view him as the victim in all of this. But see, I I think it's kind of more than the street shit. I think it's more about the relationships, the business part, because I yeah. guarantee Cardi B ain't about to work with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's or fair. people that's signed with or well, under he was Cardi working B. with Nicki anyway, so Cardi B was probably never an option. Yeah, in that but case. I mean, <laughs> do you think Nicki would still work with him? Yes. One hundred percent. I just don't think so. I think every. I think everybody is kind of connected in some type of way. Let some time go by though. Time, hey, time, that's, he, that's all it takes. Kanye he, made a beat for Nas right after he made Takeover. Like yeah, the money trumps but, everything, man. Yeah, but like I said, it's I, way. I think it's way more relationships that we not really seeing at this moment. I can agree. And I don't with think that. he. And I don't think he. He not even like a Jay Z type of person. He could probably fall off. Once he tried to do some music again where it's not even worth it. I can agree with that in a sense of they just don't want, they don't want anybody sniffing around their shit. Like, I can, like, yes, it may be Takashi's situation. Like, yes, it may be the money, but I can see it in a sense of, like, for instance, if Cardi is got dirty stuff going around, going on in her camp, then why would she associate with 6ix9ine and fear that somebody may start snooping around what she got going on. Like, I can see people not working with him in the sense of, like, they don't want any problems. They just don't yeah. want nobody in their business. They don't want nobody trying to figure nothing out. Like, I can see them not dealing with him for that reason. Like, but money, I get it. Like, money-wise, producers, going they going to make that nigga beats. Like, they going to send yeah, him beats. It, yeah, it's somebody probably in Wyoming who make beats that, you know, hey, it's just not. famous producer rules still work with him, man. I, Come on. I, I you think know, Kenny man. Beats look, is going to not work with him because he's a snitch? Look, look, man, I don't think the music business that clean anyway. So why would they want somebody who ratted his whole team out like that mm. to be around them? I don't think Ain't no snitch. telling what they doing either. 
we've had all these yeah, rappers who had real street beef and producers and people collab with both of them at the time. It's happened throughout hip hop. I just don't, I, I see your point. I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's that deep as to where he will be but, excommunicated from the entire hip hop spectrum. But, but, I think the but, government has the big part to do with that. Like it's one thing, like I guess it's one thing. Like this, this went so far as to it's it's a court case with the government. Like he's he's particip- he's cooperating with the feds. Like that's that's a whole nother level than you just snitching. Like I think that's different from you just like telling on somebody. Like yeah. he's cooperating with the feds. People don't. People not gonna they not gonna mess with that like especially in the hip hop community like I just don't it's especially if they know what they're doing or if they know their situation and know what they got going on behind closed doors they not gonna mess with that man like he's dealing with the feds like the feds are they, the feds be watching everybody they are not about to do that you, you just don't want to catch a stray yeah, yeah. I mean that's and, that's and really the, what it come down to and there's one thing if it was like like Fifty Cent we we all know he I guess he had the paperwork out there that he did you know snitch. Mm-hmm. And the whole Ja Rule shit. Like, it's one thing if he if he had that 50 cent type of power where, you know, this dude is so hot, man, like, you can't not work with him. Right. But at one no point, telling, he did have that power, honestly. But, like, but now. But yeah. it, at that point. But right now, like, ain't no telling how his music gonna be now. That's if true. he ain't got no team around him. So I just, I don't, I don't think it's worth it at this point. It's one, like I said, it's one thing if it's 50 cent where it's like, damn, but. This dude hard. This dude got this. He 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 got a nice little team around him, but ain't no. I mean, it's Takashi six nine. It, to me, I don't think it's worth working with him because a lot of people really weren't working with him in the beginning anyway. I think this is really like New York based. Obviously, New York based, but I think the people that we um, pay attention to are. A lot. It's a lot of people from New York, so that's why this is even important right now. Like this is why this case made it to where it is because. It was interesting for one. People took to him because of why ever I have no idea, but and because a lot of people, at least from on my my like in Joe Budden, Charlemagne, all these people are from New York, so they care because it's happening in their city. Like so, that's why it's made it's made like it's brought to light for me to care because all of these people care because they are closely knitted to it. Otherwise, like people in Houston ain't talking about this. Like they don't care. They're talking about it because it's major news, but they don't talk about it because they're connected to it or they have some type of, like, like it's news, it's pop culture. They have to talk about it, but otherwise no one, I don't think people would care anymore at this point. Like, it is what it is. He got what he deserved ultimately, in my in my opinion, as far as the trolling that he was putting out, out there. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see how things develop. I don't think his testimony's over yet either. He might be called to the stand in other cases as well because they're trying to bring this whole operation down. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how things go. Uh, time heals all wounds, so it might be his career is over as we know it, or it might be people will think it's not a big deal in 2025 when, whenever the hell he starts making music again or comes back. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to think, oh, my bad. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you got to think about it too. Um, rappers careers don't last as long that's true you gotta really you gotta be like a rick ross or jay-z or nas to even last 10 plus years you look you lucky to get three a a good three years yeah so i don't think he that type of artist that would last 10 plus years anyway where he could just pick up in five years where he left off that's true we'll see man we'll see it's 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 kind of funny. He's good at getting attention so we'll he's at least we'll have that always it's kind of funny because 
like I think a lot of people seen this coming from the beginning. Oh yeah. And um, just for him to do this, it's not even surprising. His future is basic economics, man. It's cost benefit. What's the cost and what's the versus what's the benefit? Is the benefit gonna be more than what? It, what is it gonna cost you to work with Takashi, both monetarily and in the streets? Yeah. And it's hard to say right now. But is that is the benefit from that gonna be worth whatever it is that you gotta pay? That's what it's gonna come down to. Just like any other business decision that any of the rest of us make, it's gonna come down to that. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy case, man. Do y'all um, think that we'll talk about this in ten years? Do ten think, years? Like, like how we still go back to like Jay Z? I mean, it wasn't. I guess those aren't the same to be compared. But like, do you think we'll still be talking? Like, this will be a moment in history that we'll actually talk about later on. I don't Definitely. Know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how much we'll talk about it, but it'll be memorable. Like, yeah. it's not gonna be like I forgot about that. Yeah. We will remember this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it'll be worth talking about in ten years. That depends on what happened with between now That's and the true. next ten years. That's true. But we'll remember it. I will. No, we'll definitely see this as a Twitter post. Remember 10 years ago to this day. Takashi yeah. 6 9 snitch on everybody. Yeah. I think it'd be yeah. more of a thing like, remember this video? Yeah. He got all these guns out and he with these dudes and he then snitched like a year later. Yep. Or the memes. The memes I feel yeah. like are going to live on forever. <laughs> yeah. As they should. Oh, definitely. Um, we can wrap this up, uh, but I wanted to cover a few things real quick, kind of run down some things that were mentioned because for people who didn't want to read the whole thing, um, and I was one of them, but I actually did the work so <laughs> people wouldn't have to. Um, here's a rundown of the important things that were revealed through this two or three day testimony. Um, beside Jim Jones and Cardi B being brought up, he also admitted he lied on the Angie Martinez show about how the kidnapping happened. He made it sound like some kind of action movie where he jumped out the van where he was kidnapped and kind of manufactured his whole rescue. He admitted that whole thing was a lie. Um, The the defense attorney was trying to get him to admit that he had the whole thing set up for clout, but he didn't go that far. He said he was actually legitimately kidnapped and harmed and the people who the hospital confirmed all that stuff. I I mean, it sounded like it was for real in the audio. It, it did the video sound, leaked too. I think. sound like I ain't. I mean, I ain't trying to call nobody out, but he sounded like a little bitch. Yeah, you sounded scared. He like man. it was a whole bunch of bro, bro. I got you, bro. I got you. It was, it was a lot of that. Yeah, I think it. I think it, it was legit. Yeah. Um. He also admitted that he ordered attacks on Trippy Red. They apparently beat him up at a hotel. Chief Keith. Um. He he gave somebody ten thousand dollars to shoot at him. Uh. Casanova. We, we know about that though, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, Casanova, and apparently he admitted that he ordered a robbery or something of a rap a lot associate in New York. Now, Jay Prince, of course, immediately got to the Jay Prince made voice. a uh, statement <laughs> on Instagram. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I told y'all about this clown, Takashi69. <laughs> That if he keeps campaigning with dumb shit, that he was going to get elected. Election day has come, and now I'm hearing lies he's telling under oath about robbing me or representatives of rap <laughs> Let me just make myself clear. If him or any of those clowns were to try to rob me or anyone from the rap family, <laughs> bad news would beat them home. Let this be a lesson to those who, do, who know better to do better. Because there was never a question mark in my mind that this kid, Takashi 69 was rap material. That's why my sons didn't allow him to come into their party. It was never about a rat checking in with us. Okay. 
So <laughs> Jay Prince is denying. Uh, Jay Prince is denying um, that this happened. So, yeah, I don't know. We don't know who this artist was. It wasn't YBN Almighty J. That happened later on. Um, so I don't know who this was. Maybe he robbed somebody he thought was rap a lot, but he wasn't really affiliated. Who knows? But um, other things that were mentioned in this testimony, he said he started cooperating with the FBI the next day after he got arrested. So basically, he immediately started snitching yeah. and said <laughs> he didn't even take a two days. Yeah, they didn't even have time it. to hem him up really good. Yeah. yeah. I think they just sat him down and told him what he was facing. And then he was yeah. like, okay, get me out of this. Yeah. I think one of the things, too, is, shoot, the people he was with was trying to kill him. Yes. So it's like it's not like he's trying to protect his dudes. He it's, probably heard the voicemail of them or the yeah. call of them planning to kill him. People, yeah, like I said, it's a lot of shit that's probably not out there on the internet, but you never know. They probably threaten his family. He probably getting all type of calls and, you know, yeah, man, I think he like, but he look, <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, another thing, he apparently pled guilty to brokering a heroin deal from 2017. He admitted he joined the Bloods to advance the means. We got Carden already talked about that. And he wasn't officially a member of the uh, uh, non-tray until after CUDA was released. So he already had these two videos talking about he was a blood and, and basically fronting, but he wasn't even a member of them until like after the second single came out. So I thought that was interesting. They played Gummo in court. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about this because they also played a Tay K song, The Race. Yeah, in yeah. court, I'm wondering. I wish I was in those courtrooms because I I know one person had was to be head not a little right. bit, just a little bit and, tapping and, the foot. Or and something. I hope that person was sitting next to the to the person that was totally confused too. <laughs> so you can see the dichotomy. Like, what is this? You think some people in that courtroom knew the words? Uh, did the, the race? Yeah, be the, 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 they in New York, right? Or and this it? trial was in New York. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I have to figure somebody had to be feeling the beat. The gummo beat is hard, man. Somebody had to be at least a little bit nodding their head. Because they said they played it loud, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only way to play it. Break it down, break it down, yeah. Lyrics. I thought that was interesting. And also, he might receive no jail time. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, That's really about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I just laughed when I saw the quote. This was before I realized all of the context or before uh, Jay Prince responded. But when he called <laughs> rap a lot a fake mafia type yeah. thing, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, little do you know, what yeah. is he doing? Yeah. You know, I'd be scared to mention Jay Prince's name. <laughs> much that's less, like that's like saying Candyman. Yeah, much less call it anything fake or yeah. downplay the seriousness of what that is that's what I yeah. just think like this man is not like if they do allow him to walk the streets I just don't see him making it like I just don't see it I don't see it I don't know I don't man. see him making it very long they may give him some time just so it's not so like abrupt but I just don't see him making it that long on the streets without any type of protection I think he'll have protection I think the but labels yeah. too because like 
I don't know if we remember. I think we kind of discussed it before too. Like uh, so, as much money as he was spending on security and stuff like the labels, if he's not bringing in that income and he's not a hot commodity anymore, they're not gonna continue to fund that. They're not gonna continue to fund all of the security that he was rolling around with. And I, I and, figure it out. And I damn sure don't trust the government. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah, protect yeah. Are you okay, buddy? We've seen those. Be movies. careful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think the labels probably won't even give a shit about him. I don't think yeah. they gonna. I don't think if he get out, they gonna be like, oh yeah, let's get back to where we were before because they shelve people a lot anyway. That's true. So I, I just think they probably like, huh? Like, I mean, I think they will try. I mean, he's technically probably still under a record deal. Yeah, and um, see what record label is he under? Because I don't even know. I just think they. Really, that, I think they just gonna shelf them. I don't think they gonna give them the money to try to do something. Is it Atlantic? No, it's not Atlantic. Um, I just yeah, Universal. Yeah, I just think they gonna be like, ah, you know, they probably Next. got way more. Yeah, they probably got way more relationships. They rather protect than to try to get him on a song with somebody or fund him. I, I, because he's not like I said. If it was Fifty Cent, where he's making all these hot songs, then it's kind of like, yeah, we, you know, he making us money. But I don't think Six Nine gonna make them that much money where they got to eat that bullet. And Universal is the biggest. Is that not the biggest uh, of them all? Universal, Could be. I believe so. Um, I like Brandon. What was the one that lost all of the masters to everybody's? Uh, uh the, the, the the fire and. In California, but either way, Universal. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's Warner. I think it was Warner, but I don't. I don't know if that's gonna hurt them or help them. How big Universal is, like that means so Universal so big they could help them, but they're so big that they don't fucking need them. Yeah, that's what. And see, that's my point. I feel like he's not even worth it. It's kind of like we got other people that that's actually bringing in money. So unless he do something on the internet that got the internet going crazy. Where it's like, oh, okay, let's capitalize off of this because you're doing all the work. Let's make money off of it then. But like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they shelf them. The thing is, though, I think to a record label, especially today, they see clout as in, you know, whatever hype you have on the Internet right now and a record as the same thing. You know, they gave Atlantic, gave the Catch Me Outside girl – She's not a rapper. They gave her a rap deal, a record deal, strictly yeah. off of a viral video. Yeah. So if Takashi Six Nine comes out, everybody's going to know what he sounds like now, what he's going to rap about now. So they will listen to at least one single, and because of that, they will. De- some label will definitely have him put out some music. That's what I'm saying. Like if I think it depends what he do. If yeah. if he drops something and it ain't really shit, and people shit yeah. on it or. Like why we gotta we ain't gotta give him a dime. <laughs> if it's whack, he'll get shelved. Yeah, but yeah. I think if he puts out something that people vibe with, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. But we'll see. Who yeah. knows, man? Who knows? It's, this is, yeah, this it's a lot case. going on. Yeah, a, a lot of pressure on whatever happens next for him. Whether whether he go to jail, whether he yeah. stay I, free, and his I next think, move, a lot of pressure I, on it. Yeah, I think it's on him because the record label ain't got like I said, they ain't got to do shit. You know what I mean, unless you come out with a fire song. And they're like, okay, let's make our money off of this. But they ain't got to do shit. They could they could just leave him to the side and yeah. focus on everybody else. So I think it's strictly on him. If he come out with a fire song that nobody can't, you know, can't deny. <laughs> they never had. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible, man, but we'll see. 
um, crazy case. Uh, there will be updates. I don't think we're even close to the end yet. I think it might get even crazier soon. So yeah, might who be knows? More names. We'll see. It might be more names getting <laughs> dropped. Who knows? Um, so moving on, there was some other hip hop news that got some people a little sensitive this week. Um, Forbes listed their highest paid hip hop acts of 2019. They listed the top 20. And I'll list the top 10. Actually, I'll start. Fuck it. We'll do the whole list because there's names that we were interested in. Number 20 is Pitbull at 18 million. 19, Wiz Khalifa, 18.5 million. Wait, yeah, 19 is Wiz Khalifa. 18 is Nice at 19 million. 17 is Future at 19.5 million. 16, Birdman, 20 million. 15, Meek Mill, 21 million. 14, Swiss Beats, 23 million. 13, Cardi B, 28 million. 12, Nicki Minaj, 29 million. 11, Jasmine favorite nigga J. Cole at 31 million. <laughs> so he didn't crack the top 10, but he's eh, kind of close. 30 mil, pretty good though. <laughs> yeah. At number 10, Childish Gambino, 35 million. Number 9, Migos, 36 million. I guess they combined them. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of weird. I was wondering how they even got that. Like, that's yeah. weird. That's kind of weird that they combined them all three as one person. But I guess it's a hip-hop act, and they're a hip-hop act. But yeah, because, yeah, yeah. like, Offset on his own, like, their their individual products or projects, they don't... I, mean, I wonder if they just Are they combined. counting that or just counting Migos projects or Migos shows? I have no idea. You know, this is Forbes, man. They don't clarify this yeah. shit. Yeah. You just say I kinda, our team of investigators. I kind of look at this shit different since your last theory <laughs> on the whole Rihanna or Jay-Z, the first billionaire. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, so number eight, Kendrick Lamar, 38.5 million. Number seven, DJ Khaled, 40 million. Number six, Eminem, 50 million. Now top five. <laughs> Travis Scott, actually Javis favorite nigga, $58 million. Number four, Diddy, $70 million. Number three, Drake, $75 million. Number two, Jay-Z, I thought he was a billionaire, only $81 million. A billionaire. And number one, Kanye West at $150 million. So number one, Kanye, number two, Jay-Z, number three, Drake, number four, Diddy, number five, Travis Scott. I watched that Travis Scott documentary, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. I I'll share it later, but okay. Yeah, I, I I haven't yet, but I was there for the for the festival last year, so mm-hmm. I'm actually interested to see how how they repackaged it because it was wild as hell. It was amazing. It was wild it was as hell. So great. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, man. the The confusing thing about this article is it just kind of talks about the artist, but it doesn't really say how, how they, they came up with these numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, two artists that I've seen so far have taken issue with this list. Um, Cardi B said she don't know where Forbes gets their numbers from, but they're wrong. Meek Mill said the same thing. Meek Mill was 15 and Cardi B was 13. So they're both saying that these numbers are wrong, which presumably means they make more than that. <laughs> but um, Forbes is is kind of a propaganda piece to me, honestly, because you have to remember Kanye has an album coming out. Surprise, surprise, next week. <laughs> yeah. He announced Jesus is something. What's king. it called again? Jesus, Jesus is King, king yeah. is coming out next Friday. And also, coincidentally, 
this list comes out naming him the number one top paid hip hop artist. And a hundred and fifty million. Yeah. I mean, wasn't what did he, he just do? wasn't he just fifty million dollars in debt like last right. year or the year before yeah. or whatever it was? A couple yeah. years ago. They're saying the Adidas deal did all uh, that pretty yeah, much. Okay. And plus I guess it's what happens when you charge one fifty for a plain T shirt with <laughs> and have pop up shops with cheap ass products and well Travis Scott does that too, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Ooh, no. <laughs> I mean Don't be a hater all your life, you know. It's not a lot. <laughs> It did happen. The motherfucker's on cereal for one fifty. Oh, <laughs> um. mm. I'm I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna just tell you, like you know. I, I, look, I, I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. But I'm just saying, it it, it did happen. <laughs> um. So yeah, do y'all have any actual opinions about this whole list? Do y'all believe it? Do you think? Oh, I'm I'm reading some about some stuff about Kanye West. He's expected to drop to top 1.5 billion in sales with the Yeezy. Wait, wait, no. I'm getting confused now how they're saying it. But basically, he's supposed to be top 1.5 billion dollars in sales from the Adidas shit and everything else he's doing. So he does have his hands in other things. That's true. I mean, is it? I mean, are they factoring production and just everything that he does? I, I mean, I guess I could see it. I mean, he's out here making America great again. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you can't, I don't want to discount that element of it. Maybe he's got new fans that didn't know that they liked Kanye before, and maybe they like him now, you know? That's kind of crazy how he basically did everything he could to sabotage his career, and now he's, he's making high, more money. And he's making more money than ever. <laughs> Very strange. I mean, it worked for the guy that he for somebody he was supporting i mean it's 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 That's worked true. the the backwards hustle has worked for others before so i mean it doesn't surprise me that much it surprises me a little bit for our community or for the hip hop community like you would think that that's where his bread and butter was and once he kind of fucked over everybody or you know at least seemed to ruin his reputation in a lot of ways that it would be hard to recover from that but to your point here he is at the top of this Forbes list, yeah. how, however legitimate it is or isn't. <laughs> I, I wonder know, who's all buying his product, though. Right. I wonder, is it like the Make America Great Again people? That's what I'm saying. Because I I don't think a lot of, um, like, first of all, his shit is too pricey anyway. Yes. I don't think a lot of people going out the way to get it outside of the shoes. Yeah. But, like, who buying this shit? <laughs> I think Yeezy still has a, or Kanye has a huge fan base still, man. And not yeah. even just that, everybody still fucks with Yeezys. Yeah. Even people who don't agree with what he's saying, they still fuck with his shoes. Yeah. So they'll buy those. Those are like a status symbol status for symbol, people. Exactly. Yeah. So people will fuck with those no matter what. So I don't know, man. I just think he has a, a more low, maybe more low key these days, but his shows still got, do numbers. Yeah, he, got yeah. he got a cult following. Yeah. He got a cult following. Literally now. Yeah. You see that thing he did in Chicago? Yeah, that was weird. What was it? <laughs> I didn't he mad. did a the, show in Chicago, basically. Right, well, yeah. Was it a service? Yeah, Sunday. one of those Sunday service things. In you Chicago saw the video. Chicago. Uh, it, was Chicago. it was Chicago, wasn't it? The most recent one was in Atlanta. I know he did one maybe a couple weeks ago in Chicago. Oh, Chance Rapper okay. was there. I missed that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It yeah. was weird. Yeah, I saw some journalists from Chicago kept tweeting about him being there. Where, where, where was he when he did the So Anxious remake or what? the... 
No. Like he took the church. The gospel version. The gospel version. Oh, no. Yes, oh, no. Man. It was Souls Anchored. Souls Anchored. That's yeah. what it was. Souls Anchored. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. No, he been, that's why I'm nervous Mad about weird. this album. Very, because very he, weird. he he remade the Aaliyah song into a gospel song. I, I forgot the other songs he did, but they all, I don't know. I just kind of cringe. I mean, it's got a Kanye feel. Like, it's. For the most part, like, you know, sonically well done. Yeah. But it's just weird. Very I, weird. And I will say this, too. I'd rather him do this than the whole political thing. Oh. I feel like he in a better uh, mindset now right. doing this. But Well, he's also in his wheelhouse. Yeah. He kind of stepped out of, you know, stepped out of his zone there with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just nervous about this album, though, man. Like. I have no expectations anymore, honestly. <laughs> after that Yay album, I'm like, if it's decent, I'll be surprised. Yeah. But I have no expectations for it, man. I'm more looking forward to the new Pusha T album. Me too. That's supposed to be coming soon, too. Yeah. So, yeah, this album, I really don't give a fuck about. I'm still going to check it out, but I'm not like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been doing these gospel remixes, so. Oh, yeah, the album about to be fire <laughs> because I've been doing that for the past couple albums. Now, yeah, now it's just kind of like, you know, if it's fire, it's fire. If it's not, I'm going to just move on. Exactly. I ain't about to be disappointed. We will review it on the podcast. If it's trash, we will tell you so you don't have to listen to it. <laughs> we will listen to it for you and we'll tell you how we honestly think. I still haven't listened to Chance. You don't need to. I know that's why yeah. I haven't. No, everyone keeps saying that. Did you hear his? Um, what did the, the uh, Dorito commercial? Was it Dorito? He had another one. No, I, he just had a a different commercial not that long ago. I know I hear it on the radio where he kind of rapping. Dipping the chip in the shower and all that. Something like that. Yeah. The last one I saw was the Backstreet Boys one. Yeah, no, nah, I, I saw that one. Trash. Yeah. That's that's how <laughs> that's how the album sound. It sounds just like them commercials. Mm. Like he doing jingles throughout the whole album, and then he come with that random ass of cauliflower song. Remember? <laughs> what, what no, hot shower. Hot yeah, shower. The, yeah. The chip on the chip and the yeah. Oh, that's just trash. No, that song's so trash. That's just. Trash. I heard it on the radio the other day. It's bad. <laughs> we're not. Really we're not bad. the target audience for those. Uh, that's true. For those commercials, though, we have to keep that in mind. They, those were not made for hot us. Chip in the, but how old is Chance the Rapper though? He's, He's like got to be mid 20s. So yeah. when people say his music's not for the 30 crowd, that's was, like four it, years, man. So yeah. how is his music not for us? It sounds like an old nigga just trying to make music for young niggas. But that's his problem because we can't judge it as our own music because he's our age, basically. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, man. <laughs> Stop doing drugs and, you know. Your life gets better and your music gets worse. <laughs> was he really doing drugs? <laughs> huh? Was he really doing drugs? Doing mm. acid rap. Was really? he? I think so. Was that? Just or was he like Takashi Six Nine? Just saying he was on these drugs and all that stuff. <laughs> just to... I don't. I I don't believe. I've interviewed his. Bro- I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think so. Yeah. All right. Interesting conspiracy. At the time, but I not anymore for sure. But mm. at the time. That's good. He cleaned himself up. Yeah, I gotta listen to that album again. That project, the Acid Rap, Acid just rap. to see how he kind of sound. Yeah, because sometimes you could tell when some a rapper is really on like Gucci. If you listen to some um, the Gucci when he was on Lean, mm-hmm. yeah, like he slur, he sound real slurred up. He sounds slow, but if you listen to Gucci now, mm-hmm. 
you see he kind of got a little pep in his voice where he he not really slurring his words, he not mumbling. But see, at the time of acid rap, it, it sounded like shtick, like that was something he was, you know, doing. Mm-hmm. You it know. sounded like, yeah, it sounded like that was his mentality. So, like, as of late, like, to hear him say that he doesn't even smoke, it was just like, whoa, like, we were talking about, all you know, all this other stuff back then. So it's just interesting to hear how now, like, he just kind of cut, cut all of that out. And I don't. I I don't believe I don't think he's one that's lying about all that. I really think that he doesn't participate just by his demeanor, like just his demeanor. No, his, I believe he's clean now. Yeah, but I think Figgy was saying was he actually doing drugs when he yeah. said he was oh, doing I, drugs? I, I, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure he probably did drugs before, but was he like? I don't want to call him a junkie, but was he like on drugs to the point where he like, man, I need to clean my life up. I need to stop. Uh, was he that to that point, or he just tried it before, or did it a couple times? I don't think he was an addict or anything like that. I think it was just recreational. I don't think it was like it's, I need this. So like to weed, survive. or just like a other like drug hallucin. I don't want to get into this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I never, I never, yeah. I never dropped acid, so I can't say what that feels like. So I can't know if what he was rapping about was real or not. Like usually when you do drugs, you can tell who's really just faking it. Yeah. Like you can tell a real cokehead from a fake one. Yeah. I know? mean. <laughs> so so I, I've never done it, so I can't judge whether he was really into it like that. But I don't know. I believe yeah. he's clean now. So. No, it's, it's really incredible because he, I wouldn't have never thought he did drugs. Same. Because he's saying like he grew up in church. Yep. He's a positive dude. Yep. He don't really fuck around with that shit. So yeah. that's why I'm like, did he really do drugs or did I don't think it was a okay. yeah. I don't think it was like I don't think he was a stoner. I don't think he was a druggie. I think he may have tried it, but I don't think it was like a okay. continuous lifestyle for him. Okay, yeah. yeah. He wasn't like Eminem with it, basically just yeah. going okay. hardcore into yeah. having okay. seizures and shit. Mm. Um. So other things going on this week. Um. Fuck it. You want to jump to the weather, bro? Knows now or <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, it. We can. Yeah, we can take a little. <laughs> Fun break, real quick. Um, so I'm I'm guessing I know who put this in the <laughs> in our show rundown, and I'll let y'all no. guess too. What? Go ahead. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was gonna read it. Uh, what a bro knows, by the way, Brandon. Um, is our relationship right. segment where we talk about you know relationship shit. Yep. And uh, this one submitted by a mystery person, but we will let the podcast guess who submitted this one. Is Nick Cannon a fuck nigga? He responded to Christina Milian interview talking about how she caught him cheating. And he said, quote, I don't think I did anything wrong. I wasn't cheating. Oh, by the way, we played this audio in a last podcast. I believe it was about yeah. the whole thing about uh, Nick. Uh, Christina Milian caught Nick Cannon cheating because she, she went had his phone. This phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is what he said in response to that interview. He said, quote, I don't think I did anything wrong. I wasn't cheating. You got to be in a relationship to treat to cheat. He boldly stated on L.A.'s Power 106. We're not going to get into the details, but I would say the way I believe if she went through my phone and all that back then, this is what I told her. And I will tell her now, if you go looking for something, you're going to find something. That's what we all say. (laughs) (laughs) He went on. He said, and I'm going to tell you this. If a man, I'll speak for myself. If I'm careless enough to allow myself to get caught, then that means I wanted to get caught. 
don't he know said, about that. The word is careless. You know what careless means? I could care less. <laughs> I couldn't care less is what he meant to say, but right. it's all good. I was at an age where I didn't care. So basically he's saying she wasn't even worth the shit <laughs> to care about getting cheated on. Calling so, that bird, basically. Does Nick Cannon get a fuck nigga award or does he really have a point? So I didn't put this in. <laughs> so yeah. I just want you to know it wasn't me. For those of you that think that it was. The gratuitous were, uh, use of fuck nigga is what made me. I know, was you but it first. wasn't me. I promise. <laughs> I actually put this in and I, I ran across the article that actually had fuck nigga. Oh, and they okay. ref- they referred to the insecure um episode where oh. the chick called um uh, Lawrence a fuck nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. So so they kind of I'm sure a female probably wrote that whole yes. article. Yeah. But I thought it was hilarious um especially after the fact last week we talked about it and then he responded to it. Yep. So it's just like damn. They said he gave the I think the article said he gave a fuck nigga answer. <laughs> that was a fuck nigga answer. That so, was absolutely a fuck nigga answer. <laughs> Sidebar real quick. <laughs> so if we are allowing the use of fuck nigga, can y'all stop getting mad about being called bitches? Because I feel like fuck nigga is worse. I don't think so. We don't use the F word yeah, when we call t- you bitch. <laughs> fuck nigga is two words. You bitches is one. Bitch That's on just basic mad. cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, feel like, I feel like fuck nigga depends. I don't think that's offensive. What? I think, I Jasmine, think depending wait, on wait, the context wait, wait, wait. of how you're saying it. Oh, there's a good way to say fuck nigga? Yeah, like you fuck nigga. Like, that's, I'm just talking to you. Uh, <laughs> like, no, that's it's a term of endearment. We're just talking. Like, it's I'm been just, so long since the last time I, I saw my fuck nigga. Fuck nigga. Like, no, no. I'm not, I don't you, sincerely that, mean that, that at the deepest of my soul. Like, you know. No, that that hurt though, man. Like, being called a fuck nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Like they was they was saying that in Chicago. Remember, Chief Keith had the song of "Fuck yeah, right. Nigga." Yes. Shit I don't. You don't want to be no fuck nigga. <laughs> and, well. and, and and the word "bitch" is like, especially in Houston, I know like this. Anything I mean, is bitch. This computer's a bitch. The yeah. this bottle's a bitch. My phone's mm-hmm. a bitch. Or you that know, hoe. yeah, and or that hoe. Everything is just like it's like interchangeable. Whereas so. a fuck nigga is something very specific. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think bitches. I I wouldn't appreciate a guy calling me a bitch like. In general, of like, course not. I just don't think that that's a word to use. But I think like fuck nigga. If I can use fuck nigga and nah. just let it roll off the tongue, you know, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it doesn't seem like <laughs> it doesn't seem like I don't know. I guess because I'm not being offensive, or I know I'm not being offensive when I'm. Have talking. you ever said fuck nigga in a non-offensive way, honestly? In a non-offensive yeah. way, there's no positive like, connotation to oh, fuck. Oh man, nigga. you crazy! <laughs> <laughs> you fuck nigga. <laughs> I'll be like, wait, well, hold up. I feel up. like I have, the, like, jokingly, like, it. What? it's not a, it's not to be taken, like, to heart. I've definitely done so, that before, and it wasn't taken of offense, but I get what you mean. So like, that's kind of like when females call each other bitches. Like, bitch, you seen that? Yeah. So that, like, I'm talking like to my that. homeboy, like, you a, that, that, you a fuck nigga. Like, that's a fuck nigga. He's like, man, I know. Like, I see what that's you're not. Uh, I, no, but like, even, <laughs> even in that context, I, no, though, I you're could, still no, saying, hey, you see, did you something did, negative. You got to be cool, though. You got to be cool. Like, hey, man, like, I ain't going to lie. You my friend, but that was some fuck nigga shit. Yeah. You pulled. Yeah. Like, I get it, but th- as an insult, that's worse than being called a bitch. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it like, is. So, you better all call it than do the bitch. 
Mm-hmm. You think <laughs> and so? That's bad. I yes. think so. Yeah. I think that's worse. Like I wouldn't call a guy a bitch. I think guys get more upset when you call them a bitch than like anything else. And I think it's about equal, honestly. Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. nigga is bad. It's, that's yeah. a bad term. Bad. You don't want to be. You don't want to be I'll a be fuck out here nigga. Slanging it around. Nah, like. it's bad. Yeah. You never know. And yeah. some places take it worse than others. I think. Mm-hmm. If, for example, I never knew clown was such a bad thing to call a girl. But in L.A., my friend lives in L.A. Well, he mm-hmm. lives in L.A. He said that's like the worst thing to call an L.A. girl is a clown. A clown, a clown baby, he said. Mm-hmm. A Calling a girl baby? a clown baby is the worst thing you can say. Like, they'll want to fight you for that shit. Wow. I don't understand it, but that's yeah. just how they think. Yeah. So Yeah, but I I get it. Like, it's even here, I think calling somebody a clown is offensive. Yeah. Like, you a clown, then that means, like, It's gotten dang, worse, like, but it usually just means, like, you joking. Like, are you clowning? Are you a clown, bro? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. It's, it's kind of. Context. I think yeah. the context yeah. is It's kind of the same thing with the word goofy. Because, yeah. especially yeah. in Chicago, man, this goofy ass nigga. I, yeah. use, I use goofy a lot, dog. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, sometimes when you pissed off, when you call somebody goofy or um, stupid, like, that, I think that was like a New York thing, too. Yes. Because yeah. 6 9 will always say stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, what you doing, stupid? <laughs> then it's kind of like, bro, like, don't talk to me like that. Well, like, goofy as the adjective can be innocent, but goofy as, like, a noun, like, you a goofy? That's, yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty. You, yeah, somebody call you goofy, like yeah. man, you goofy. Yeah. I see. I use goofy as a substitute for bitch. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you goofy. Oh, stop <laughs> being goofy. Like I use that to not say bitch. Now we know. So <laughs> no, I was gonna say, okay. So nope. next time he called Jasmine goofy, you know what he really meant. Uh, all right, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, see, 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 see. You ain't gotta go there. Um. That's interesting, though. I really think it's like yeah. all of tone and context and what, like, really how you're saying it. Yeah. If you cussing the dude out, though, and like, you can't, if you say fuck, nigga, that's, that's like, oh shit. Like, yeah. what you just call me? That's kind of like calling somebody a hoe ass nigga. Mm-hmm. Like, when somebody call you a hoe ass nigga, that's like, you, you pretty much. You, at that point, you got yeah, like, to. Oh, at that point, you got to either prove them right or wrong. <laughs> and say, okay, so let's see. Yeah. What's, what's yeah. the verdict? People H A N's all the time. Really? Yeah. H A N. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it's one thing if y'all cool and y'all kind of joking. Like at but school you, and stuff. Yeah, but if you arguing with somebody, like say for instance, me and you arguing, mm-hmm. and I just like, man, you you fuck nigga. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, we yeah, we got to work man. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I call you a whole ass yeah. nigga. It's like, oh. <laughs> Like, all right, that's it escalated. Yeah. It's beyond words now. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it's funny. We just said all the shit that uh pissed black people off. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like don't call a black person a whole ass nigga mm-hmm. or um a fuck nigga. Yeah. And then don't call no black woman no bitch neither, cause yeah. it's gonna be some furniture moving. We don't call each other fuck niggas to ourselves. Y'all say bitch I don't to yourselves. Call <laughs> yes, you do. No, like, I don't. You say this bitch at work. <laughs> you say I something like call that. Call my friends but, bitches. But, but see, when you to, I mean, fa- to their faces, I definitely know girls who do it. Like, but, I just, I'm but not if that you type. Said, I know girls that do it, but I don't. But do if that. you said you're not joking, right? Yeah, if I yeah. say it, it's probably because I'm not joking. Okay. Like, I'm probably calling her a bitch. Like, yeah. I'm not, it's not, that's not a term so that I just s- throw around not, for my homegirls. Like some girls do. But you can say fuck nigga in a joking way. Yeah. But you can't say bitch in a joking way. Nah. Why? I don't call my friend. I don't know. I just don't call my friend bitches. Like I don't. That's not a term that com- rolls off the tongue. 
gonna be like, bitch. Bitch does roll off the tongue beautifully, actually. <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't want to say so, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, glad you I said don't it. Just call females. It's so natural. I guess because I know how it makes me feel when somebody's calling me a bitch and out of my name, I'm not gonna just sit up here and call That's fair. any woman a bitch. Like unless it's unless we into it, then of course, then it's gonna be offensive yeah. and it's gonna serve its purpose. But so I because don't, you take more of an offense to it, you don't like using. Yeah, the word I, I try not to use. Like I guess same for fuck nigga. Like that doesn't bother me. Like. You can call me a fuck nigga if you want, and I guess that's why I don't. But that don't really apply. That's a male slur. It's like hey, calling. If if my wife called me that, as we are arguing, I'm walking out the house. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might damn near get a divorce. Yeah. Like what you, yeah. you really call me really? that? You might have to yeah. cheat after that, bro. So what about if somebody <laughs> says fuck? I will bring that up for the rest of my life, man. Like if we stay together. You remember that time? I'm like, oh no, I'm a fuck. <laughs> like, if she want me to pick her up from work or get us some, no, I'm a fuck nigga. Remember? <laughs> remember ten years ago, you called me a fuck nigga. Go get a real nigga to get your shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you with this fuck nigga. Wait. <laughs> shit, so, man. dang, I had a question. I like, just w- lost it. Walmart is fuck nigga free zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it, yeah, if you want to piss a dude off. Oh, so. Say it. Okay, so if somebody says fuck you, does that bother you too? Is that like, does that piss you off? That's escalating. Let, let's say, okay. okay. No, there there so, are escalating words based based on what's acceptable in movies, I think. You know, what? damn hell is nothing. Bitch, compared to, you can say bitch in a PG-13 movie. Right. And you'll be okay. Maybe sometimes PG, I think, actually. But that is. For us, that's nothing. For women, that's like rated R. <laughs> now, for PG thirteen, it's like I'm tired of shit. That's a little, little, little getting up there. Any use of the word fuck, you get one fuck in a PG thirteen movie. <laughs> so you can say fuck once. If you say fuck, 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 fuck again in an argument, we are escalating to rated R level. And <laughs> rated R is fuck nigga, shit, the bitch, every cuss word you think of, hoe yeah. ass nigga. Fuck nigga, all that is rated R. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And see, like to answer your question, saying me saying fuck you, it's kind of like man, you know, fuck out of here, fuck you, like I'm done talking to you type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you call somebody a fuck nigga, you pretty much talking about them, saying mm-hmm. they ain't shit. Like yeah. your ways is you know fuck boy shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can agree. Like if if I say fuck you, you can respond with. Fuck you too, and we can agree on the mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. But if we call it, but if we call each other fuck nigga, I feel like we gotta square up. Yeah, yeah. you know what it's I mean. Like, it's like you're trying to play me. Yeah, you're trying to play who I am. So I've had an incident not not too long ago where I told somebody fuck you, and they have held on to it up until this day, and I'm just like, let it go. Like I I just said it in the moment. Like I didn't mean seriously. Fuck you for life. Like. That's not what I meant. I was just mad at the time. Let it go. Oh, so if he so, called you a bitch, would you let that go too? No, because you don't need to call <laughs> me a bitch. I just, I didn't, I didn't attack your character. I just said fuck you. Like, uh, nah, fuck. get out of my when, face. When like, he, I don't want to talk about. When this if he anymore. said fuck, fuck you? you. Like, huh? When if he told you the same thing, said fuck you? Okay. And hang up. Okay. You would be Bet. okay. You be you. You, you wouldn't hold a on bit. to that. Mm. If he come around, I'm sorry. I was in the moment. I feel like I feel like it depends like I don't know the way I feel right now is I didn't mean it when I said it so it was just like I don't I can't under I can't 
wrap my head around why it's being held on to, but I get it, like, in the sense of it obviously hurt their feelings, but I don't know. Like, I don't say things to people that I don't mind being said to me. Did you apologize? Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, Well, I'm- by using your logic there, mm-hmm. he could say bitch because he's in mind you saying bitch to him. Mm-hmm. Don't mean you can say that you and, take it the same and way. And then we can have that conversation. Like, okay, well, I don't feel comfortable with you calling me a bitch because I'm not about to sit here and call you a bitch. And then we can have that. Con- then we can lay it all out. Whatever. And you would he drop it right with- there with the conversation, yes. Jasmine. Yes, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I assume I'm going to imagine that he d- does not believe your apology, the sincerity of your apology, <laughs> and so and then backdoor that with get over it he's probably thinking okay she never took me seriously to begin with that that it hurt my feelings probably it's probably what the what the what the feeling is on that like, like are y'all still cool yeah or just, no i think what it is i think he's trying to hold you for ransom yeah that could be it too so it's just like no nah, you uh-uh, I'm, you said fuck you told me fuck yeah. you Oh. And then, yeah, no, there's only it's, so long I'm going to take that. Like, there's only yeah. so long I'm going to take he, this guilt trip he, after I've already apologized. He, and then after he, that amount of time, I don't care anymore. Get over it. Yeah, he, you pretty much made a mistake and he just holding you accountable yeah. for it. If forever. you did apologize for it and gave a real apology and not a fake apology, then. Ryan, look, <laughs> I just, I'm He's just using saying, it as collateral. I, I'm no. just saying, because I had a similar situation. I was talking to this girl and this girl used to talk kind of reckless. And I would do the same thing, but she told me she didn't like being called a bitch. And I say bitch a lot. Mm-hmm. So in respect, I withheld the bitch, but then she started <laughs> acting crazy and talking crazy. I said some joke to her. She said, nigga, fuck you. I'm like, bitch, shut up. She got upset. <laughs> yeah. And she said, I told you I don't like you calling me that word. I'm like, well, you're not just going to talk reckless to me and expect me to uphold your value oh, yeah. code. Let me say something of, else. Yeah. I can't. Let Say me hold my tongue while you talk to me any way you want to. It don't work like that. No, I understand that. And that, like I said, then that's a conversation to have if that's something that bothers you. Because I'm definitely going to let it be known that I don't want to be called a bitch. So yeah. if there's anything else that bothers you that I've said towards you or that I've called you, then we can have that conversation and I'll stop. But uh, like, but I'm definitely going to make it known that. And if, you do, and if you've chose not to make it known, if I've been calling you something or been saying something to you and you've chose not to make it known... Then how am I supposed to know that you you find that offensive? Here's the thing, Jasmine. <laughs> that I don't th- know if you'll admit, but I think it's true. I think if a guy came up to you and told you, you know, Jasmine, I don't like you saying fuck me or fuck this or fuck that, you would look at him like a bitch. You really think or, I'm a cold-hearted or, person, or, and it really bothers me sometimes. But yes, I would. I would absolutely stop calling somebody. I'm not they saying you wouldn't stop to. calling them. I'm just saying in the back of your head. You probably start thinking, well, this nigga really care about what I say. Or no, what if he didn't want you to call him a nigga? He's just like, no, don't call me a nigga. I understand that. Then it's kind of, yeah. Because a nigga is easy to use. Like, you say that without even even thinking. Yeah. If he do something stupid, nigga, what? Yes. Like, when if he just get upset every time you do that? I can understand that. I get that. Like, that, I, I can understand that. That would be hard for me to do. Like, I would, like, have to consciously be thinking about it. Yeah, I'm sure, but I I get that. Like I get, I've been told that before. I know people that don't like to be called niggas. Yeah, okay, Ryan. You okay. know what? I'm just saying <laughs> because the, the thing with the girl I was talking to, she had an issue because I told her like, don't say fuck me and all this stuff, and she said the only reason you're saying that is because I said you can't say bitch. 
And it was right. (laughs) Yeah, but regardless, the point was that you can't talk to me reckless and expect me to uphold whatever language codes you have if everything is good for you. You know, we either both talk respectfully or we both talk crazy. But it's not going to be no in-between where you can say what you want and I got to hold back. Yeah, No, I agree with that. I also think that that's a conversation to have then. Like, don't just let her do it and and just take it. If you don't feel comfortable with it, then say something. Yeah. And yeah. let her know, like, because again, she may not be think like like me. I don't think I don't like when people call me bitches, but I'm not gonna, so I'm not gonna sit up here and call you one. So if you don't have the conversation to let her know that you don't respect, like you don't fuck with that, then how is she gonna know? Yeah, yeah, you gotta have that conversation. I kind of went through that with an ex. She um she didn't want me cussing at her. Like I never called no female like a bitch or nothing like that. But I would be like, man, what the fuck is you talking? You know how you cuss when you're talking to somebody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't like that. So, you know, I tried to not do that. But, um, oh, the one thing I didn't, I don't like people doing is hanging up on me. Like, don't hang. If oh, we, that's disrespectful, If we too. talking, do not hang up on me. Like, that's the only thing I ask. You could call me a bitch, whatever. Don't hang up on me. What did she do? Hang up on me. What was is this the, the old days with the ringtone? Yeah, probably. So. Yeah, it was the ringtone days. Yeah, it was the uh, ringtone. Shit. I ain't had no ringtone, but yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, fuck. But um, what I did was I didn't answer her call for like a week. She was heated, and I'm like, "Look, I told you, like, I respect you. I I don't cuss at you. I told you not to hang up on me. What do you do? You hang up on me. So I'm like, next time you hang up on me, I won't answer the phone for for, for two weeks." And she she understood that, so she never did that. <laughs> so wait, let me Damn. ask you this. So if that conversation is had, no, I'm putting it in Ryan's terms. Okay. So if okay, if the conversation, if we're arguing, we're arguing, and I done called you a hoe ass nigga, and you call me a bitch. I said Ryan, don't call me no bitch no more. You said Jasmine, don't call me no hoe ass nigga. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, bet. Then we argue again, and I have refrained from calling you. A whole ass nigga, but you call me a bitch. Where do we go from there? It depends on the context. Mm-hmm. Some things but, just slip out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but see, I think that was his point. Like, if if she don't want you to call her a bitch, and you don't want her to say fuck you, like she gotta kind of respect that. She can't get mad if she say fuck you and you say bitch. Yes. What you mean fuck me? Mm-hmm. She can't mm-hmm. get mad at that. Yeah. Because you made it clear it's something you don't want to do. If if she breaking the rules, why he gotta sit there all innocent and not yeah. and keep it clean? That's I, that was never Be- my point. Yeah. If I said if, it to your point, Jasmine, if you if it was if it if it happened like that, and I said it, but you didn't say what you wanted to say at the time, I would apologize. I'd be mm-hmm. like, look, my bad. I know you don't like that word, and I know I said. You know, we be respectful. So, yeah, my bad. Yeah. I'd apologize for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe in situations like this you're supposed to fight fire with fire. So, mm-hmm. like, I do get that, you know, like the energy you put in is the energy you get out is kind of the way it's supposed to be. But I don't feel like if, you know, you call somebody, you know, they call you a bitch and then it's all, you know, all gloves off. Now I'm going to call you a bitch. You know, you got to correct that and be like, okay, this is not what we doing. I'm still, yeah. you know, I'm going to still be above board and not, you know, go in that direction and call you that but yeah. this is gonna stop right here and right now yes. Yes. And, you know and see the common thing to do like that girl if she didn't want you calling her a bitch she should have sense enough to not try to disrespect you either yeah now, i mean it should be a thing like oh well you never said that so like how is it right for her to disrespect you 
Great point. But you can't disrespect her. Great point. So, like, I, I get, like, if she said, hey, don't call me no bitch, and she the type of person that don't get disrespectful like that, you know, that's her reason why she don't want you calling her that, then that's fair game. Yeah. But if she can do all this other shit, but she get mad when you do it, it's kind of like, how is that? Great point. Yeah, it's like, how is that fair? It's not. It's hypocritical. No yeah, one likes a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, because you got you got the right to be mad because mm-hmm. it's like, damn, I'm trying to respect you and you disrespecting me. The thing is, they don't care. That's <laughs> the thing. And you're not going to like this answer, Jasmine, but I think it's true. And what I've dealt with, I think women just think that they could talk to a guy however they want. If I've gotten to the point where I feel that I can talk to a guy however I want, then that's not the guy for me. That's true. That's true. But you will be tempted to talk to him however you want, and it will have to be checked first. Because that's your natural reaction to some things, to be like, yeah. to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. You know? But like, kind of like Brandon said, like, if you, if I already have in my mind that I'm about to come at you a certain type of way, then I already don't respect you in the way that we, like, like I'm not going to come at you disrespectfully unless you've come at me disrespectfully. So if you were like, thinking about, about saying to... the fuck nigga, then basically he's not the one for you, period. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, like, if I... If I'm so loose-lipped that I'm letting things fly off of my mouth and just I'm cussing you out, then it's not a relationship that I'm need I'm even needing to be a part of, anyways. Because that's, that's not like I'm not I don't sit here and do that to my friend. Like to your point, yeah. I don't do that to my friends. I don't call my friends bitches. So if I'm to the point where I'm just talking to you recklessly in in general, then it's not a relationship for us to be in that's to fair. begin with. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fair and, points and, all around. And see, it's it's cool. I mean, it's okay if you get in the argument and all that stuff. I think the meat of the bone is if that person don't want you calling them a certain thing, but they get to call you anything else. Yes. They get to they get to do all the dirt. That's mm-hmm. it's kind of like nah, you can't go out tonight. You can't. You gotta stay home. But I get to go out. Mm-hmm. I get to have fun. My girl's yeah. birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta stay home. You can't go nowhere. And yeah. then if that person goes somewhere. Oh, I told no. You, I said you can't go nowhere, yeah. but I get to go all everywhere. Yeah, nah. <laughs> so it's kind of like well, that's not really fair. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I think we should reach a consensus. This is the longest side conversation maybe we ever had. Yeah, we didn't even because the question was, is Nick Cannon a fuck nigga? We didn't even get to the main article we were talking about. Yeah. But uh, to recap that real quick, are we on uh, Nick Cannon's side or not? Was he right or wrong for this reply? I think it's kind of, I'll be honest, I'm I'm kind of a cold-hearted dude, but I think this response was kind of cold, man. Maybe he worded it in a better way, but he basically just said, I didn't give a fuck about Christina Milian, yeah. so I wanted her to cash me. Yeah, That was kind of rough, man. Maybe he felt a certain way about how she put their business out there and he was just upset, but I thought this was kind of cold, man. Christina Milian looked like a nice lady. You know, yeah, you but she need to be disrespected like that. But the, I mean, the unfortunate part for her is that she doesn't get to decide how he felt about her. Like, we don't, like you can call him a fuck nigga, and maybe he is, but at the end of the day, you you got your feelings. The other person got theirs. You don't get to control the next person's feelings. So he might just not have viewed the relationship that seriously. Yeah. Is he a yeah. fuck nigga for that? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But like that, this is clearly his perspective on the relationship. Was like, hey, you know, young casual. Yeah, yeah. I had some secrets in my phone, but you know, don't go through my phone. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I wonder if like it seemed like they was on two different in two different books. Completely, it seemed different. like she was together. That was my that was my man, and 
you know, I looked through his phone because I don't, if they wasn't together, I don't think she would try to look through his phone or try to hack his phone. Yeah. But it seemed like she, on her side, they was together. His side is like, oh, we really wasn't together. I ain't really care. We was just kicking it. That's what I got from it. Well, it seemed I like, don't know if he lying. It seemed like but, more of a don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. You know, yeah. like from, from his perspective, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, like, we together when we together and when we not, don't ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Basically, it just sounded like they were fucking around, but they that, weren't actually that, a couple. That's the way he put it. Yeah. Yeah. But I do kind of feel like it was kind of because she never implied that she didn't care about him. You know, yeah. she just said there was a question brought up about have you ever caught somebody cheating like that or caught any. I forget what the question was. Yeah. But it didn't like it wasn't throwing dirt on him. It just said like, hey, he was sneaking around. Yeah. yeah. But the way he said it was even worse because he was like, I really didn't care about her. So, yeah, I don't know. Jasmine, are you on his side or? Uh, I think that they didn't have the same understanding of what was going on. Yeah. So what if this happened? And then for her to, yeah. So, okay, it, good. Real yeah. quick question. So let's say you're messing around with a guy, but y'all are not official. Mm-hmm. And you somehow, through any means, find out he was messing with another girl or girls. Mm-hmm. Now, would you still be upset and want to break it off, or would you see it as well? You know, at that point, we're really not a couple, so uh, what you do is kind of fair. Yeah, it was still like I wouldn't want to break it off if we had already discussed the fact that we're not. If we already know we're not together, and we've already discussed, it's not the, official. Yeah, and we've already discussed the fact that we're not like tied to each other. Then I, I'm a feel away, but I can't ultimately be mad mm, because but you would stop fuck with him, no. Uh yeah, I probably cut back for sure, mm. but I wouldn't. I I wouldn't cut him off, but I would, um, cut back. Especially, I would cut back. I would cut him off if he told me that he wasn't and he was. Mm. I would cut him straight off. But if he told me already from jump, like, what? It, we assuming he didn't tell you he was seeing together, other women, though. That he didn't. He didn't tell you he was seeing other women, though. And, and you found not, that out yourself. You found out he's still dating, dating outside of you. And but we're not exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably still cut him off. Okay. Because if he told you from the get-go, you probably wouldn't go through his phone. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I was getting ready to get in, but I yeah. didn't want to open that up. But why, if, yeah, if it just sounds to me like their situation, she was wanting to know more or wanting to be more maybe, so she wanted to dig in and see, like, what else was going on, what, it, what was she working with, because he may not have been giving her the the signals or the signs that she wanted to be in a relationship. Like, he wasn't making it official. So this for her to have to hack his phone, that's what it sounded like. She knew the whole time they wasn't on the same page. Yeah. And she wanted to be more. But that's yeah. True. Yeah. I just think if she if she knew all that, I don't think she would have went through the whole hacking thing. She probably would have did her and you know, if he come home, you know, they do whatever, but she probably would have been out in them streets too. If she knew that was the situation. Yeah. And guys but like I feel like names. she yeah, I feel like she yeah. He, that's what I'm saying. He probably he probably lying. Yeah, especially he like probably to, pillow to, talk and all this right. other stuff. And Rocco was saying she seemed like such a sweet girl. Mm-hmm. She yeah. seemed like the type like if you want to deal with her, she seemed like the type that you would have to sell a dream to. Yeah, like she doesn't yeah. seem like she would. I'm speculating. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know her from Adam, but yeah, she seemed like you would have to kind of put on a little bit of a a face. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's not gonna just let anybody deal with her like that. Doesn't strike me as yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest. 
looking at her relationship history, I have no idea what her type of man is. Yeah. Because she messed with Nick random. Cannon. She has a baby by Lil Wayne. And Dream. now she's well, dating Dream 2. And now she's dating some like white guy, some kind of. I'm not saying Probably he's. I've really never heard of him before, so I guess he's just some average dude. He looks like an average dude. Yeah. So Which I don't know what type of guy is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. I'm, I I'm joking. I'm joking. He, he might be, but yeah, I, I don't know what her type of guy is. Honestly, she's dated all all options of the spectrum. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> she's searching. Could be. She's searching. Well, she looks happy now on Instagram. I forgot she had a baby by Lil Wayne. Yeah. No, yeah. her baby's by the dream. She Wait, just used I to thought date she had Lil Wayne. a. Lauren yeah. London has a baby by Lil that's Wayne. That's right. Okay. You're right. That's right. Yeah. No, you're that's right. right. Um, so let's go ahead and I put a lot of pop topics on this fucking thing, man. Um, so let's speed run some of this shit that happened. I know we've been gone for a little bit. So let's speed run some other topics that came through this week. Um, Kanye's new album, we already talked about that. Taylor Swift called out uh, Kanye in an interview. She said he's two-faced. Um, I'm over this. Wow. I'm so really? over this. I didn't I know that. I'm over it. <laughs> the decade-long beef Let that will go. not die. She's keeping it alive, too. Yes. Um. So she had a new album out that I'm sure everybody has heard of. Um. And she had an interview on Rolling Stone. She talked about her relationship with Kanye West. She basically talked about how the call happened, how it was recorded without context, and it sounded worse than it really was. <laughs> and she also pointed out the fact that um, at 2015 for the Video Music Awards, um, you know, she presented him with the award, that Vanguard Award. Yeah. And according to her, Kanye basically called her and asked her very politely if she would, you know, it, he said it would mean a whole lot to him if she would present him with that award, that award. And so she does it. And then he goes up there and says, basically, you know, y'all know, uh, MTV just asked her to do this shit for ratings. Right. Or something like that. <laughs> so he kind of threw under the bus a little bit and she was upset about that. Um, she also said he did the same thing to Drake where he just, he's <laughs> oh quote right here. She said, uh, Kanye West gravely affected the trajectory of Drake's family and their lives. It's the same thing, getting close to you, earning your trust, detonating you. I really don't want to talk about it anymore because I get worked up and I don't want to talk about negative shit all day, but it's the same thing. <laughs> so she's saying that not only is Kanye lying on Taylor Swift, he's lying on on Drake too. Hmm. So I don't know. Any takeaways from this? Are we on Team Taylor or Team Kanye? I, so in, in context, <laughs> in context, I, I believe her. I do. Believe, me too. Like, like I'm Team Kanye in the sense that like that's that's the legend to me. That's yeah. But in if music I, is better, right? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I do believe her. I, I and and but what I'm confused on is. What exactly about Kanye was ever trustworthy to begin with? Like, yeah. like I, I like I love Kanye's music and his work, but n at no point have I ever been like, you know what? I trust him enough to get close to him and let, uh, and or allow him to get close to me and learn my secrets because I feel like that's a safe place for them. I think yeah. no, I, I think the whole industry know he might be. I don't want to call him two faced, but kind of crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, outside of his, if he wasn't making good music, I don't know if a, a lot of people would work with him. If right. he did that to her from Jump and that was their initial, like, interaction with each other, like him stealing her moment at the at, 
the MTV Awards or whatever, why would you want to try to create a relationship with someone after that? Like, well, I just don't understand what, like, of, I get no hard feelings. Like, I get, you know, having the conversation and getting over it. But why do you need to have a relationship? Like, what, like, what was the point of trying to build a relationship with Kanye after that? Like, I just don't under, if, especially if you never had one to begin with. Like, what was the point of you wanting to be all buddy-buddy with him anyways? Well, because be he's fair, Kanye? She like, did address that in the interview, actually. Uh-huh. She said about that, she said, um, when the whole thing happened in 2009 uh, and he stole her moment, she said, when someone doesn't respect you so loudly and says you literally don't deserve to be here, I just wanted so badly to that respect from him. And I hate that about myself that I was like this guy who's antagonizing, antagonizing me. I just want his approval. But that's where I was. I just felt like I was healing from some childhood rejection or something from when I was 19. So basically she just wanted his approval because he rejected her and she linked it to some kind of childhood trauma. I don't know, (laughs) but that's her excuse for trying to have a relationship with him after the fact. So I don't know. And see, you could easily be sucked into that, too, because if if somebody called you and said, hey, look, I'm sorry, you know, uh, let's make it right. Uh, I want, you know, can you do this? I'm doing this. If they, you know, put a little sauce on it, you might be like, okay. okay. Plus it's Kanye we, and it was yeah. 2009. He was the hottest nigga out. Yeah. And we all, we all did that with some, per, some random person. Yeah. They do something. Then we kind of let them back in and then they do the. The fuck nigga shit again, yeah. so, and then it's kind of like, damn, like I, I, sh- I should have known not that, you know, this. yeah. So I think it was something like that where she, you know, she called them and they recorded her, and used it against her. Yeah, so she kind of like, damn, like, and, and not to mention she looked real bad on it. Yeah, <laughs> because she was complaining about how you know they you they said her name in the song and all this other stuff, and they leaked the video that. The recording mm-hmm. and it's like oh yeah i'm fine with you doing that you know ain't no problem with me so um yeah i kind of get it I, I get it but that's probably the whole music industry honestly there's a lot of two-faced people in there that's probably doing the same shit yeah it's also important to remember that kanye is basically bipolar yeah he's pretty much admitted this this himself yeah. So when you're dealing with a bipolar person, one day you talk to them, they'll be a sweet person. The next day you talk to them, they'll be an asshole. Yeah. So that's probably what happened here. Um, but still, that is an excuse Kanye's behavior. I believe him. I believe him. Believe I know, him? I, I believe Kanye. Oh, I believe Tanya, T- Taylor. 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 Taylor Swift and her story. But for some reason, I still don't like Taylor Swift. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> some about her just annoys me. But, I mean, she's probably right here. One thing I'm tired of is the victimization tour. This should happen years ago. And it wasn't, like, the most traumatizing thing that can happen to somebody. She still had a great career after that. Yeah, <laughs> she basically go platinum first week of all her records, man. She's mm-hmm. doing great. She's still a top-selling artist. One over Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> and the only time she makes these headlines is when she's criticizing Kanye. Yeah. And she's always... It, it, whether it's with her masters or with Kanye, it's always a victimization thing with her lately, I feel. And it's getting kind of old. Yeah. Like, Taylor Swift, you are a very popular sh- white lady. You will sh- be okay in America. We should not still be talking about this. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Kanye's let it go. Kim Kardashian's let it go. They're not talking about this. Only she's bringing it up. And 
I get it was an interview you were asked about yeah. it. And you said your honest opinion. And I'm sure the entire interview was probably more interesting, but they took the headline part out and yeah. put it on blast. And two, she could have easily let them know. She's she's Taylor Swift. Yeah. She could have said, hey, you know, no Kanye questions. I'm over it. I'm done with it. But That's true. But it's yeah. Rolling Stone. You can't yeah. say, no, don't ask me this for Rolling Stone because they could just say, fuck it, we'll get somebody no. else on the cover. But, so. but see, I think it's Taylor Swift, though. Yeah. They, you know, I they still going to get some hits with Taylor Swift no matter what. But That's true. I think, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm just getting tired of her victimization tour. Like, you're a successful person. You're having a great year. Like, just mm-hmm. right off she of that. She sells more than Kanye. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. So. She would sell more than everybody. Yeah. So, she ain't got nothing to worry about, man. I'm getting tired of the victimization thing, but <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. I, I, I do feel like people are trying to, like, it, like, she gets asked about it a lot because people love to capitalize on the conflict. I mean, that's one of the bigger, like, nonviolent pop culture conflicts that's maybe true. of, I mean, of our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big and, moment. Yeah. Two different genres yeah. at that time because she was just doing country music. Yeah, so I feel like for a lot of people is, uh, and I say people, I mean media, it's kind of like low-hanging fruit. Yeah. And they feel yeah. like they can't. You know, one thing I will defend, I, I don't feel like people, when they get Kanye in a the room, they feel the need to ask her about Taylor Swift, ask him about Taylor Swift. That's true. But it yeah. does seem like when you get Taylor Swift in a room, they got to ask her about Kanye. Good point. Yeah. And it's, it's like, just let the shit go. Yeah. You know, and she she clearly feels a way about it. That's why she doesn't do what Figgy just said and just like say, hey, no Kanye questions or I'm past that. She's clearly not. Yeah. It's, it's kind of it's kind of like people asking Dame Dash about Jay-Z in the yeah. breakup. Right. Like he going you know, he going to talk about it. He going to go off. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's kind of like don't nobody ask that about Jay-Z. And no. he actually brings that up too. He gets tired of talking about it. He's yeah. like, "Y'all don't ask him about me." Yeah. Like, he, well, he's Jay-Z, man. He he did it to the Breakfast Club, man, yeah. because they he, I don't think he was he he was I think Envy asked what happened. And he's like, y'all never asked Jay-Z that. Y'all had him up here. Y'all mm-hmm. never asked him that. Ask him that. So yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, man. You're not you're not Jay-Z. You didn't make reasonable doubt. So <laughs> right. we're gonna ask you about Jay-Z. <laughs> um let's go ahead and play this audio. We had a listener who wanted our take. Uh shout out to J- Derek Fogel, by the way. Very talented Houston sports radio host. Um Derek Fogel asked for our take. On the LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball discussion, I guess he has a reality show on. Is it still on Facebook? I don't know what it airs on. Ball, ball in the Family. Was yeah, that what it was called? yeah, yeah. Um, and on this show, he basically talks about the future of Big Baller brand. Somebody wants to rename it, and LeVar Ball takes an issue with it, and Lonzo disagrees. And let's take a listen real quick. Would you change the name? Hell no, I wouldn't change the name. I'm just saying from a marketing standpoint. From a marketing standpoint, regardless of what it is. I'm just saying, that's yeah. my opinion. I'm no, just asking the question. I'm just saying. Triple B's always going to be the name. On the fact that it also stands for the three ball brothers. I'm not changing that at all. What is your opinion on that? I don't give a about his opinion. <laughs> I just want to hear it. But no, 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 listen to me, son. When I come out with a name and then somebody tell me to change it, that's like me telling me to change your name. That's like people saying, oh, hey, change Lonzo's name to Alfonso on the fact that he'd been damaged goods for the last two years. Oh. The brand is demolished right now. The brand is not demolished. Okay. That's how you feel the brand is demolished. That's how everybody feels. 
Who? Who's everybody? The world. The, the world? That's, that's the consumers you talk to? Yeah. That's all messed up right now. Why is it messed up? Because one person did something bad? He was the main person. He wasn't the main person. He ran everything. Dang, he didn't run everything. Right. That's who the one, that's who the one signing autographs? Who the one taking the pictures? He set it all up. That means you're running everything as far yes. as what? Who's the big baller brand? All right, you got it. Ain't no Alan Foster gear. It's big baller. Here's the thing. If you have a goddamn tree and a bad apple falls off the tree, you don't chop the goddamn tree down. He was more than an apple, though. He was a branch. Cut the branch. You don't cut the whole tree down. <laughs> the tree did fall down, though. How did the tree fall down? Why are we restarting everything? How did the tree fall down? I created it before Alan even got here. I said the three ball brothers for you guys. I don't care who helped me get this started, but I come in with the vision like, you know what? We're going to have our own brand. That's why I didn't go everybody else's way. Alright, you got it. <laughs> yeah. When the nigga nah, said you got, got it, it. It's over, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the end. This is you know, first of all, don't don't say you got it, man, to me. <laughs> You're the one gotta make it grow. I made you guys superstars for a reason. But if I don't do the things that I'm doing, Zell, it's just another regular old player. Hmm. You got mm, it. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy. So for for people who don't know the details of what happened with Big Baller Brand. Um, one of the main people involved with the financial side was pretty much caught taking money off the top, you know, basically stealing and, and pocketing money. And he was cut off. Um, the brand was damaged uh, around this time. Lonzo had the tattoo removed of Big Baller brand. He stopped wearing the shoes. Um, and that's what he refers to as the whole thing being damaged. Now, LeVar thinks it's salvageable. First off, what do y'all think about the father-son dynamic in that clip? Do y'all think that LeVar was overstepping his bounds, or do you think that it was fair on all sides? I, I mean, I think he's overstepping his bounds for sure, but but with good intentions. You know, like, I, th I think LeVar Le has a, a pride issue here because he he is actually the source of this. Like, this person that come, comes to be involved and steals this, and I think it was a, at least a million dollars. Yeah from Lonzo. He brought he brought this person into Lonzo's life. Like he had the vision, but the vision also included the motherfucker that came in here and stole the money. Yeah. yeah. So like you you brought you brought the vision and you brought the thief. And I think there is some some, you know, falling on the sword that he's got to do a little bit there, a little swallowing your pride, numbling yourself a little bit and saying, "Hey, I was wrong. Hey, we maybe this wasn't carried out like the the idea was brilliant or novel you know but i don't i don't think it was carried out the way in, in the best way and i think lavar is now not handling it in the best way and he can't separate himself from being lonzo's dad and so he's got to be right i'm a dad so i know like you got to be right your, your kid cannot be right over you even if maybe they are you know and yeah. so i think his pride is really getting in the way even though his intentions were good in the beginning did y'all think Lavar was being disrespectful, considering that his son is a grown man and an NBA player? Yeah. I um, uh, I think uh, I think I wouldn't say disrespectful because for the simple fact that it was talking about it was it was pretty much a business meeting. Mm -hmm. So business meetings get a little antsy like that, but I do think he treat him like a little kid. Yep. Because as a, you know, he and I mean, it's one thing if you in high school, you in college, but he in the NBA right now, he can't focus on his dad all the time. And if, if you look at history, a lot, a lot of times that father son thing in sports don't really work that well. Right. 
Like you, you got somebody like a Floyd Mayweather who, you know, step away from his dad, get somebody else. Sometimes you got to step out and grow up, be a man. You can't be under your dad all the time. So I don't think I don't think LeVar going to tone it down at all. I think it's always going to be like that until Lonzo say, you know what? I'm stepping away from my dad. I love my dad. We still got a relationship. But as far as my career and my business, you know, I, let me I need to go to Rock Nation. Well, and I, it, it got disrespectful at the end. Right. It, like, yeah, it, that's uh, true. And, and his point that he made was also asinine. Like. It'd be like if I changed your name from Lonzo to Alfonso because you've been damaged goods. But like changing a person's name because yeah. they their first couple of years of their NBA career weren't great is not the same as changing the name of a brand that come to be founded by co-founded by a thief. Yeah, that's yeah. not the same thing. Like logically, that don't work. And <laughs> and then the point that he made, you know, because you damaged goods. Yeah, like. Hit below the belt. A what? Bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like come on. Yeah, I think Lonzo need to. Step up a little bit. Not saying he need to challenge him, getting in his face and nah. like that. He got to talk to him and say, hey, dad, I think it's best for me to, you know, to, you know, focus on my career and do what I want. Because he a grown man. Yeah. So if he if he want to be successful in this league and, you know, get as much money as he can, he going to have to separate himself from his family. Because sometimes family holds you back. I mean. Your dad telling you what to do. Yeah. Like that clip. Like, Lonzo, he had no balls on the table. He tried to say something, mm-hmm. and his father went off, and he said, hey, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that's true. So he had no say. So that's – LeVar is not in the league. Lonzo is. If Lonzo not in the league anymore, Bit Baller brand is probably over. I don't think they – unless he banking on LaMelo. Mm-hmm. LaMelo yeah. going to make it, by the way. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. Is he? Okay. So, yeah, he's he probably a top – He's probably a lottery pick next year or whatever, Damn, whatever okay. year he comes out. He's playing out. really good right now. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so Yeah, so he probably got another chance. But Lonzo need to – I think he need to step away. Like like I said, you can still have a relationship with your dad. But as far as business, you got to focus on yourself. You're a grown man. You got to – if you think going to Rock Nation can help you, <laughs> if you think signing the deal with Nike is the best thing, you got you to gotta do that, man. I have a few minds about it. Um, I agree with LeVar's overall point. I do think just because there was a little bit of rockiness, like Big Baller brand is kind of iconic now, <laughs> even just for the memes alone. Like people actually did buy the shirts, you know. It is cool. The Triple B logo is cool. The shoes could have been cool, but they didn't have to charge $500 for it. But I think it's salvageable, and I don't see, like, are we going to call it? What else would you call it? Yeah. Like, it has to be Big Baller Brand because that's... You don't have to he, blow it up. They spent years building that up. last name is Ball. Exactly. So, I, I do think the 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 name can stand, but I think Lonzo was just questioning, like, let's at least explore other options because I think he was more hurt about what happened than most. Um, He mentioned in an interview, I want to say maybe it was on uh that shop show, the shop LeBron show. He mentioned that uh, when this guy was doing all this, it was when his mother, who used to handle the financial stuff, she got really sick and had to go to the hospital. And during this time, he assumed that responsibility. And during that time, he was stealing from the company. So he kind of took advantage of the family sickness to make his pockets fatter. Mm. So he feels worse about the whole thing. That's why he got the tattoo covered. That's why he disavowed the whole brand. 
So he's more sensitive about it. So I understand where he's coming from, where it's just like, let's just cut the whole thing yeah, and start all start over, fresh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also understand what LeVar is saying. That's our family name and that's our family brand. It don't matter if he was on some fuck shit. Yeah. You know, we built this with our family. Yeah. So I get both sides. Um, as far as it being disrespectful, I'm also kind of conflicted because, yeah, Lonzo got to stick his chest out a little bit more. You know, he's a grown man now. He is in the league now. He's his own player. But at the same time, um, he wouldn't be in the league right now if it weren't for what his dad did for him. You know, mm-hmm. he got him the training. He put him in a – like, he, they, they, the documentaries tell you all the stuff he did. Like, he made it his mission to get his son in the NBA, and he did that. Yeah, that was him doing it too and putting in the work, but also he was in a advantageous position with all the training he did and all the stuff he did at Lifestyle. He was provided to make it there. So you can't really just say, fuck you, like some people want him to say on Twitter. Like, yeah. oh, just cut him off. Just no, don't even talk to him. Just don't even yeah. mess with him. You're your own man. Like, no, yeah, that man that. did kind of make you what you are today. So you can't just say, fuck him. Yeah, you know, I, so there's that too. But at the same time, Lonzo got to hold his nuts a little bit yeah. and, and kind of check some and, of what stuff he's saying. And like I said earlier, you can still have a relationship with your pops. You know, you ain't got to be disrespectful and say it's over. Fuck yeah. you type of thing. But, I mean, it's money to be made. And Lonzo, Lonzo could have had a Nike deal. Now, right. I mean, he left that on the table for Big Baller Brand. So he left the Nike deal on the table and got stolen from. That's true. On top yeah. of it. Like, it's kind of like a double whammy. And, like, look, I said before, I, I, I love LeVar's, like, ingenuity and his, like, ambition and wanting to do it. Um, but clearly Lonzo is struggling to find that balance. Cause like you just said, he can't say fuck you. That's his dad. Mm-hmm. He's invested so much time and energy into him. But at the same time, like this business relationship is only working, but so much, but to the point that it got him to the league, Yeah, yeah. you know, but outside of that, you know, it's kind of a joke, you know? So like, where does, where, where does Lonzo and all the, you know, the, the younger one, too, when he comes up, where do they find that balance between their own independence as men and, like, still respecting their dad, even if they're not trying to go the route that he wanted to take them to, you know? Yeah, so. I, I agree with Figgy. I think that situations like this ultimately become messy when it's your dad, your parents that are managing mm-hmm. you and seeing as he dropped, he didn't take the Nike deal. He got stolen from. Like, these are all things that point to he needs some other type of management, in my opinion. Or he, not to say he has to dis, um, continue the uh, re- manager, you know, client relationship that he has with his dad, but I definitely think there needs to be more eyes on the table and diff- more hands, like, in the pot with, as far as the ball family goes, because he can't do it all by himself, and it's clear that he ain't going. He's not going to be able to do it all by himself. And the the what the ball, the big baller brand was sort of branded on was this idea of what Lonzo was going to be, and didn't necessarily like Lonzo. That was my yeah. that was my next point. He's a That's nice true. player, but he was supposed to be a Laker. Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be a Laker. <laughs> he's supposed to be a star. Now mm-hmm. he's just kind of a guy that could get a shoe deal and probably deserves a shoe deal, but doesn't probably deserve his own shoe brand, even yeah. though they, they went out and were ambitious about that. Like, Yeah, and two, um, if he don't really ball out, he could find himself out of the league or not true. getting that big money and probably won't ever get a shoe deal. Yeah. So he left all that on the table to, you know, because because of his dad. And now he, he got to really ball out. 
he he really got ball. Otherwise, like I said, he could be on the end of the bench getting the minimal. He's lost a lot of money because when he was most marketable and profitable is when he came out. Yeah. Before we had any tape, NBA tape on him. And mm-hmm. it was just an idea. That was probably actually the best time to go get that's true. Them people's Nike money instead yeah. of trying to make your own. Even though, like I said, I, I respect I, that. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, but you know, but that him, I think part of it too, him not balling out like he should. I think that has something to do with it too, because, like, who honestly, who, I mean, outside of black people who want to support another black man, mm-hmm. who actually run into the store to get this big baller brand because Alonzo Ball. That's true. So I think I I like I said I don't think it's over because you know y'all said Lamelo balling out so it could remerge a little bit and you know get big again but I think Lonzo need to focus on himself I think he need to hire a, a you know deal with professionals who deal with other athletes and know what they're doing to you know get him a couple deals so he can you know make a lot of money while he can because like I said he could be gone he could be out the league. And is LeVar scaring people off, like, from wanting to do business with Lonzo in the future? So. Like, that's what I'm concerned about. Like, yeah, Lonzo, you're nice. Uh, we think you're marketable. You're handsome, whatever it is. But you got you still dealing with that daddy of yours? <laughs> you, you, you see all the drama that happened with the Lakers? Yeah. He right. was saying that Luke, Luke Walton was going to get fired and Luke Walk, Walton doing this and that. And, like I said, if, if, if his dad wasn't around, I think, they probably would have found a way to keep Lonzo Ball. I think I think and LeBron would have found some type of way if he, for I, for AD he had to go, man. I think they he had to go. They kept Kuzma. Okay, if you could keep one player, saying. Lonzo or Kuzma, you got to keep Kuzma. Yeah, so Lonzo had to go. No, no, I get it, but if his dad wasn't around, I think that was another reason. Like, uh, he not really balling out like how we thought he would. Plus, you know, his dad is always in the media, always. Going on first take, talking shit about our coach and our GM. That was just another reason, to, you know, for him. That was like another easy reason for him to go, to get traded. I think if because Lonzo is a good dude, I think uh, I think LeBron really liked Lonzo, but I just I think his dad is probably part of the reason that Lonzo was gone, you know, in the snap of a finger. I don't know if I agree with that, man. I just think LeBron wanted Anthony Davis, and you had to give up Lonzo for that regardless. Like, even if his dad was out the picture, even if LeBron liked – LeBron's traded people but, like we're using LeBron as he's a GM. But, see, I don't think Lonzo was the best player in that deal, though. No, of course not. So, it was a package, but you yeah. had to send at least, like, three okay players th- to get yeah, an Anthony Davis. I just, I just don't think, you know, if they decided to keep Lonzo Ball, the deal would have been over. Like, nah. No deal. You're not throwing in Lonzo Ball. I think they, they would have found a way to still get Anthony Davis without Lonzo mm. Ball. If they wanted to keep if they really wanted to keep Lonzo Ball, they would have found a way to keep him. Kuzma would have went. And they would have yeah. been stupid because he was a better no. player. Yeah, it you can, had, one of them had to go, man. And Kuzma was a better player. But, so I mean, it had to be Lonzo. I, I just think if they really wanted to keep Lonzo, they would have found a way. Even if it was some type of other trade, some type of three team trade where New Orleans is satisfied. Yeah. I think if they really wanted to keep Lonzo and they felt like this dude is part of our organization moving forward, I think they would have kept him. Yeah. I just think part of the whole um, LeVar Ball thing is like, man, we don't need this clown show. <laughs> yeah. You could go on too. Like, you, you wasn't that good anyway playing with us. 
So that that made it even easier. I get you, man. I get what you because mean. Because he, he did have all the injuries and all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. If he a healthy uh, Lonzo Ball, he could have, you know, been the person they thought he was going to be. But, but why keep – why hold on to that? And you got your dad, you know, talking shit all, every every other week. So I think that just made it easier for him to go. Yeah. Uh, the Pelicans also gave up, like, every draft pick from now until the end of time, I feel like, too. So, like, yeah. they, they were – uh, or not gave up, got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should, I'm, I'm trying to say receive from the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like they were asking for everything. And yeah. I, I think it really showed more of the desperation of how badly the Lakers really want, especially having failed in the Anthony Davis trade mm-hmm. in, the, in the midseason part. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you that the the LeVar thing is like baggage, you know, wherever he goes. And specifically with the Lakers since he wanted all of his books. This this like ridiculous fantasy he had in his head, where he's his three sons all you know not triplets but all of different ages are all gonna somehow magically land on the Lakers yeah. to start. Yeah, man, it's like that is absurd. Like to get three boys in the league at all yeah. is an accomplishment. To get them on the same team is just asking a little much, you know. And so like I'm pretty sure that you got a lot of people that's just looking at it like this is a little bit extra for a guy that you know turns out he's not better than De'Aaron Fox which we knew which we knew if you watch college basketball you would have seen that but that's kind of that's kind of my take on it is just that do you do you want this added baggage with Lonzo yeah and is it even bigger in LA yeah where they had this dream he did shut up for a while once LeBron get that got there to be fair he did. Yeah. Like LeBron did put some NDA or something, whatever he yeah. had him sign, because he stopped talking about shit until they LeBron start, got there. Until they started losing. Yeah. And then he started and, talking and about No, the until coach. they started talking about trading Lonzo. Oh, and then yeah, he started yeah, talking yeah. again. Oh, yeah, the coach ain't right. shit. Yeah. Like, okay, now he ain't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You weren't talking shit when LeBron was there and everything yeah. was all good. He, yeah, and then he, all of a sudden he wanted all his kids to play for the Suns now. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not the same energy at all. Yeah. He got he got to step away from his dad, man, yeah. to if he want to have a longer career and make more money. Business-wise. You know? Yeah, business-wise. That's why it's hard to do business with family, man, honestly. It is. Like, it you see, always goes You like see a this. lot of people, like, even like Beyonce, you see she had to step away from her dad managing yeah. her to further her career. Because otherwise, like, you know, that's your dad. You're going to always respect your dad. You ain't going you ain't gonna talk to your dad like you talk to any other manager. So it's it's hard. I mean, it's good starting off and all that, but you got to move forward, especially if you feel like you stuck. That's true. Very true. Um, So some other things that happened this week. We never talked about Meg Thee Stallion signing with Rock Nation, did we? Mm-mm, that happened like nah. literally the day after we finished our podcast. Yeah. 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 So, hmm. So she signed to 1501 certified Carl Crawford's label, 300 and Rock Nation right now that is, we know of. Is I, that, the, wait, I what? think the Rock Nation, is that a managing deal? It's a managing deal. Okay. Okay. So that's not the record. Okay. Fair okay. enough. Um, Good for her, I guess. No, I think this is good for her because I think what we left, well, at least for me, what I left off on is, um, yes, I think that 1500 is doing a good job with her, but they, I feel like she could be bigger. She's supposed yeah. to be bigger than she is at That's this true. point in time. So I think that Rock Nation will help 
plummet her a little further than where she is right now, hopefully. Yeah, because she could have had a, um, she should, to me, should have a Cardi B rollout. Yeah. Because Cardi I B agree. had a great rollout. I she agree. got, yeah, because she got signed to Atlantic. I think she was under QC. Mm-hmm. And QC made that partnership with Atlantic real quick. And, yeah. And she had the carpet laid out for her. She was on Saturday Night Live and all type yep. of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The first thing I thought when I saw that she assigned was like, she won't be performing in Beaumont no more. <laughs> yeah, she should have never happened again. Yeah, she ain't going to be at the warehouse. What the hell? She's too big for that. That's yeah. what I mean, she announced that on Twitter several weeks ago that she was going to be in Beaumont. I lived out there for a little while. And mm-hmm. I was like, where? Why? Like, <laughs> what, what venue? Yeah, and there is one venue, and I'm pretty sure that's where it was. They have a you know an arena there, but like it's just literally in the sticks, like in the middle of nowhere. Like, There's no reason for someone of her stature at this point to be so I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is better. Now she now she could perform at the Super Bowl. That's true. You yeah. know, I she she would be he... on the pre-show though. Probably you can't put her on the main show. You yeah. think? Not yet. No, not yet. She don't even have an official album out, does she? Yeah, she's not declaring. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, yeah, nah, you can't put her in Super. <laughs> nah, not yet. Yeah, I think nah. so. I think he's gonna, she's gonna at least be in the concert. Hey, I, I mean, you never know. Yeah, sure. definitely. But definitely. You, you never know what happened yeah. by the time Super Bowl happened. Right. She might have a Bodak yellow or something. Yeah. Where you got no choice but to exactly put her up there for if one you, verse. If you put her in the Super Bowl halftime show, she would have to be the least famous person to ever perform at the halftime show ever. Yeah, I mean, and I love right, Meg Thee Stallion, no, no, but I'm honestly, saying, right now you're right, right now. But we got up until February, yeah. So you never she, know what can happen. Yeah, she then. could collab with somebody that's bigger than her. Like she's still climbing herself, but she could collab with an artist that's already bigger than her. That is a household name that can, in you know, land her on the Super Bowl stage. Okay, it won't be yeah. Cardi, but it could uh, be somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yeah. Um, like how we were talking about, like. Where they're what they're doing with her management, I think this is exactly what we literally we predict the future. I don't we did we actually predict we predict the future very often on this show, but I think that management deal is what she needs. Like, is what what she definitely needs to to push forward and hopefully to like give us give us more content. That's true. We did talk about this a couple weeks ago. We talked about Meg The Stallion mm-hmm. and how we feel like she should be a bigger star than what she is. I don't know why she pushed that trash Hot Girl Summer single out. Mm. Um, it's Cash terrible. Shit should have been the main single, but she didn't push that as hard. And yeah. I, don't, I don't understand some of the career moves right well, now. The, like the, you said, performing in Beaumont, stuff like that. It's odd. She, the, the Hot Girl Summer thing was just, to, was just to be on brand. Like, I don't understand why it's not a better song. Exactly. But I do get putting out a Hot Girl. I get so why she get, did it, but it was just, it was rushed. It was bad. The video was bad. Yeah. The song is bad. It sounds very formulaic, like a boardroom meeting assembled song, basically. Right. It so, does. Yeah. I don't know, but good for her. Hopefully this gets some uh, course correction for her. Hopefully she can follow a Cardi B lane where she starts to pop off more and does arena shows and not yeah. just, you know. It, it's good whatever. for that label. Was it uh, 300? Was it? Yeah. 1500. Well, 1501 certified. 1501 certified. Is Carl Crawford's that, label. That's good for that label, man. Oh, definitely. Because, um, I think I think one of the reasons she had these shows in Beaumont is because she was under them. They let's be real, they not the they not universal. Yeah, they not you know Atlantic. They were just chasing whoever would give them the yeah, bag. They, probably yeah, she was getting their money. Mm-hmm. So 
it's good, you know, as a label like that to strike some type of deal with a rock nation. That way they, you know, they they still gonna get their money, but they can kind of chill a little bit and let her do her thing. And um, you know, get those arenas. I was just thinking, she wasn't even on the BET Awards main show. She was on the pre-show. Yeah. So she was in the Super Bowl halftime show. That would have to be the biggest turnaround career-wise of any could, artist ever. It could. From BET pre-show to Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. I don't doubt yeah. her. BET <laughs> makes a lot of wrong moves a lot of the time when it comes to the, their award show. So I don't doubt that. And I, and I was just making the Rock Nation connection with the halftime thing. Like, I don't yeah. know what. Jay-Z is going to do what the NFL yeah. is going to do. I don't know what they got up their sleeve, but this puts her, she's a lot closer now than she was. That's true. She's mm-hmm. in the network, her foot's in the door. Yeah. So. And yeah, like I said, you don't know what type of song she going to be on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, not saying she going to get out there performing cash shit, but she might have a verse on something with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, she I might mean, come out there, do a. Do a little fifteen second verse, and Cash it still doesn't have a video, does it? No, it doesn't. So, which is crazy, man. So, I mean, I mean, Cash it could even be bigger by the end. Who knows? That's what we're saying. That should have been the the single they pushed over Hot Girl Summer, but they pushed that first because Summer was ending. I guess they had to put something out, and it was weak. So, I don't get that either. But yeah, Cash it's still doing numbers. I think it's the number one song in urban radio right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Still doing numbers. Two of the hottest artists out right now. Yes. So Beyonce feature, maybe who knows? Could be. Yeah. I, that's why I don't want to rule it out. I don't want to say ah no. Nah, possible because it's, it's still we still got this year. Definitely it's possible. And, and she strike that deal. I don't think she's gonna sit back. I think she's gonna you know. You think they would shoot the video on Third Ward via Frenchies or something? <laughs> would it be like they do it? It wouldn't Frenchies? shock well, me, man. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, the the original Frenchies is closed down now. That's it true. Is? So that's true. I didn't know well, that. And the original building they moved across across and down the street from Wheeler. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they're they, not on Wheeler. They're at uh, that's not L. What is that? Blodgett. It's oh, still, but it's still on. It's still on. Uh, that same street. The same. Main not street. not Elgin. Is that Elgin? Scott. It's still Scott. On Scott. Yeah. It's still on Scott, but Scott and like. Past Wheeler now, like now is it gonna be okay? Oh, is it gonna be two Frenchies on that same strip? No, because we, I know I went to one. Look like it's newly built. That's the and one. then there's another one that that they still building. Did you, y'all see that? You you talking about? They have one that's like on on Wheeler that's like a shack looking one, and that's the older one. That's the original okay. one, and right. then I think I've seen the one that you're talking the, about. The yeah. one on Scott is right by that gas station. Yeah, and um, it's a Popeyes within that's, that little strip. That's the new one. Okay, yeah, the, the I, one I know. Talking be- about is the, uh, is okay. the old is the yeah. I know before that one though, it was it looked like they was building the new one. I seen a sign said "Home of Frenchies," mm-hmm. so it kind of threw me off because the one by the Popeyes looked new. Yeah, they have Frenchies everywhere. I just yeah, so it just didn't make sense because it was literally like a Frenchies right here, the one I go to, and before it looked like they were building one because I seen a sign saying you know the, the new one is at is at like a corner. Yeah, that's the new one. The other one is by is by the church. The, the original one is in the parking lot with the church. Mm. The one that was in like Jason's lyric and all of that shit. Oh, okay, it's that's by the church. So yeah. and they shut that down. So yeah. they had to find another spot. They gonna shoot the video at a new one. McGregor Park. <laughs> I don't know. You might as well not even do that, man. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, in Jigga we trust, I guess. Um, other news from this month for this week. Boondocks is coming back. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, to HBO Max, I believe it's going to have a 45-minute premiere episode. Aaron Magruder is back on board, luckily, because that last season without him was terrible. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. But um, he is back, is going to HBO Max. I'm not buying another fucking streaming service, man. I want to see Boondocks, but I got to bootleg this shit because I'm not going to pay. I'm yeah. tired of these streaming service shit. I'm banning basic cable at this point yeah, right they, now. They, they, yeah, I got fire yeah. stick. Yeah, I'll have to hook it up. They need to come stick. up with something because you can't, like, you're basically paying for cable at this yes. point if yes. you buy all these subscriptions because yep. they like, what, $10? Yes, at the very least for the yeah, lowest so level. Yeah, so you, you got, like, 10 different um, streaming services. So that's that's $100 right there. Yeah. So they it it got to be some type of um, website or bundle where you could get HBO uh, streaming services, Netflix, all in one for like one price. Yeah. Because I don't see cable box. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. it literally is though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it might be a little better than the cable box because you can actually on demand. Yeah. I yeah. Get it, you. it pretty much be on demand. Yeah. Well, the way I do it now is like I got Netflix, but. The way I watch cable now is like through the app, and I log in with my parents' cable subscription. <laughs> I do the same so, thing. So I'm too. still actually using cable just I do that too. in a digital space. I do the okay. same shit. So <laughs> like, I, I only kind of cut the cord. Yeah, you know, yeah, I cut the yeah. actual cord, but the shit, the connection or the transmitter or whatever the shit is, yeah. is still yeah. there. Yeah, so it's funny because I gotta call my dad every time the DirecTV password change. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't watch HBO no more. Right, ESPN won't turn on. What's the new password? Yep. <laughs> um. So yeah, shout out to Boondocks. Hopefully the season is good. Um. We'll see how that turns Ooh, out. Is is Regina King gonna still be able to 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 voice? Um. She has to. They can't do it without her. She does both their voices. Uh, I know. Riley and Huey. They well, can't do it without Regina King. I, yeah. I I mean, I agree with you. That's why I'm asking. Is it like, a little too controversial for Well, no. she's just busy as hell. Yeah, that's what she's bigger now. now. She, so yeah. she I mean she's she getting that NBC money, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's what I'm like. <laughs> this, does she have time for? I hope she does. I did notice in that last season she would like there were less episodes about Huey and Riley. They were mainly about the granddad, John yeah. Witherspoon's character. So maybe they will be in it, but they will have a limited role because she doesn't have enough time to actually voice 24 episodes of a cartoon or whatever. I can't so I don't that. know. It would suck if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. But you can't do it without her either, so it's kind of tough. <laughs> It's like Gina off of Martin. I know, right? On season five of Martin. Ugh. <laughs> and then the whole episode was just Gina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was super trash, man. Yes. Um, so other things going on. I don't care about this Davies thing. Who cares? Um, Whitney Houston. There's going to be a Whitney Houston hologram tour, apparently. That's oh. so weird. They're it taking her hologram weird. on tour. It's going to be in England, on- Denmark, Austria, Scotland, Ireland, and Norway. It will be in North America in fall of 2020. So if you wanted to see so- Whitney Houston, you can see her hologram. So who is year. they? Who who making the money? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, uh, <laughs> Base Hologram is the company that is doing it, but I don't know who's setting up the tour. I don't yeah, know. No, I'm just, yeah, no, I just, I don't know, man. Who's going to be your opening act? A every, Tupac Hologram? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is a money grab, man. It yeah. is. That's why, that's why they're still accusing Michael Jackson of things. Like, just let these people die. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's okay. It's, just yeah. enjoy their music. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Now he going we, on tour next. He, he has already I, been on tour, hasn't he? No, the hologram. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's been on tour. No, just shows. Yeah, oh, okay. they've had it. I'm not gonna lie. I would probably go see a Michael Jackson hologram. I'm dead because <laughs> I've never seen him, and I will never see him. So, like, fuck it. If I get to jam out to his music in a fucking arena setting, I might have to go. Man, I don't know. When you that would be a on. weird concert, though, man. Kind of would yeah. be. Yeah, man. Because I mean, <laughs> it would just seem too real. Like you know. Yeah, and he gonna talk to the crowd. Yeah. Hey, how you doing out there? <laughs> and you gonna yell, yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm trying to imagine the crowds being like they were. For him. Like, like do you think they would be? Because they probably would be. His music is, is still hits super, like that. There are super, super Michael Jackson fans. But, they will I be mean, passing out and crying. Right. Y'all seen the video him. like that. Yeah. He, his concerts was the first time I ever, like I, when you see videos of it, I had one of them taped like on VHS back in the day. <laughs> Which is pretty common. Right. It's pretty common. And you just see people falling out as if they've been like injured. Yeah. yeah. Like getting carried, carried out. out on stretchers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, could you imagine doing that for a dead man? I see. Like, oh my god! They would get emotional over his death. That would make it pass out. But would, it wouldn't be as. And bad. see, that would make it even more nuts. Like you passing out over a hologram. Amen. It's yeah. one thing if he come out and touch you or look at you, wink at you, or something like that. A hologram can wink. <laughs> and you gonna pass out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, shit, it's a hologram. I see. Like instead of that type of crowd, I see more so of that. That crowd in their prime being parents or grandparents now taking their oh, grandchildren the or mm-hmm. kids more so than it being the same type of reaction. I think that a lot of little kids love Michael Jackson, didn't know nothing about him, so it would be an experience for them to take those people. But I still think that's weird as hell. Yeah, I would yeah. go if it's free. If it's free hell or no. if it's real cheap. Where it's like, it's hey, be, we ain't doing nothing else man. tonight. <laughs> well, they Why not? A, they have a. Uh, that's the only time I would go. A Michael Jackson uh, Who's Bad tour. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to, heard about that or seen that at all? It goes to House of Blues every now and then. Go to that. Oh, damn. What he is that? Said, the hologram thing or just a show? Nah, like a cover it's just band? Like a cover. Like, oh, okay. A cover? Yeah. I'm not going to see no fake ass Michael Jackson. You about least... to go see the hologram? Yeah. <laughs> and you going to hoop and holler over a hologram? That's not a regular nigga <laughs> dressed up as Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it's at least made in his image. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to like no playing dress up. I kind of <laughs> think that's crazy too. Uh, don't cover bands at some point? Yeah. Like, I ain't about to be hooting and hollering over a cover band. <laughs> right. Especially it's one, man. yeah. It's one thing if they, you know, you at a party or something and they performing. Yeah. You're like, okay, he's doing a good job. He got the jacket. He got, you know, he sound, you know, he sounds somewhat mm-hmm. like him. He moonwalking, but I ain't about to pay for no concert. Yeah, I got tickets because the yeah. Nirvana cover band coming yeah. here. Like, nah, I'm straight, bro. <laughs> um, other news. We'll wrap up with these two last topics. Number one, Andre 3000 may or may not have an album ready. According to a Los Angeles rapper, Thurs, he says that um, he met three stacks and apparently he has music recorded and he said it sounded like an album to him. But he's jumping to conclusions because there's nothing official announced, obviously. So he was kind of trying to walk it back a little bit. But he did say it sounds like he has an album ready. So. No, I, I wouldn't get that. I, I wouldn't get too excited. No, Me neither. Yeah. I, Andre all. 3000 is that person that would throw you a curveball. Yeah. You think you about to get an outcast type of or love below type of album. If that, he might s- surprise you and 
drop an EP just full of jazz music, just an instrumental or something. I've been thinking about this. Because he did his last couple releases was remember yes. he did that long instrumental where yes. he just playing the bass or whatever, flute. He he a surprise to me he'll throw a curveball th- throw out an album like that. I've been thinking about this. Um because Andre 3000, remember they had that whole top 50 list of the top 50 rappers and everybody had Andre 3000 in their top five. <laughs> is it fair? And I love Outkast. I love Andre 3000. But is it fair to put somebody in the top five, top 10, maybe even top 30 who got tired of rap so quick that they went on to do other forms of music and didn't really come back to it? I mean, he was dope. And, he was and, and dope. continues to be dope. And I don't know about quick. I mean, well, that was from a, from Stankonia. Well, he was rapping before that. To be yeah, fair. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start a Southern playlistic. Was it even 10 years? I mean, that 96 to 2006 or 94, whenever that first album came out. 96 is Equimini, isn't it? Mm, that's ATLians in 96. ATLians, my bad. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Southern playlistic might be 90, 93. Yeah. Or 90, maybe 94. So it might have been barely 10 years he was a full mm, rapper. Okay. And then he just said he's done. So, so I, what, I'm just asking. I, see, this is always tricky because what are you basing it off of? If you basing it off of his projects, then like it's to me it's kind of not fair on BitBoy part because they was yeah. all on the album too. That's true. But a lot of people base it just off of flow, his, his lyrics, his verses. Mm-hmm. But he don't really have a solo album. So Andre 3000 was always tricky because I always thought it was crazy to just put him in the top five and basic off of uh, his projects or because it's like he was in a group. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, like you could say that about, I, I get it when it's like prodigy or something because mm-hmm. prodigy got other projects, solo projects, but Andre 3000 technically don't have a solo project. That's true. It's all, it's all outcasts. So it's just kind of crazy to kind of leave BitBoy out. I agree. But if you're talking about just flowing, just rapping, not music, just rap, the way he raps, then I get it. But we don't base it off of that. We base yes. it off of projects and what he put out. I think um, he gets a lot of credit, too, is because if you watch, like, documentaries or interviews, he was the mastermind or he was the genius behind a lot of what they were doing and a lot of, like, why we love them and why we got hip to them to begin with. So I think that may be why they give Andre a lot of more more credit. And Big Boy has put out albums that haven't necessarily made um, made a wave or made a noise or anything on his own. So I think that that's why people give Andre as much credit as he does because he, he can flow. That's the people's fault, though. That's yeah. true. They were yeah. dope albums. That's yeah. the people's fault. Andre, Andre is underrated. Or, I mean, not Andre, big, but uh, big, big boy yeah. is underrated. Yeah. That was yeah. that was the people' fault mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm going back. Like Sir Lucius Left Foot. Yeah, that was a hot album. What? Mm. I jammed that to this day. <laughs> me too. <laughs> to this day, the first I would one was jam really that. dope. It introduced me to Janelle Monae. I'm me too. Sure. Actually, yeah, yeah, that was one of her earliest projects. I think I'd never heard of her before it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but. To your point, though, yeah, I mean, and figure you, you, I thought you hit it on the head, man. Like it's to put him in. Well, I'll make this point after after this, but to put him in the top five does, I think, discount 
big boy because so much of his catalog and his greatness is tied to big boy and to outcast it's under outcast it's together and and if you're gonna put one you got to put them in there together or or or, or or understand and parse parse it out and figure out you know what you want to do with the two of them but you can't just put one and then pretend like the other one didn't exist that's ridiculous yeah yeah like i said you can look at other groups you can look at the group like wu-tang they all had solo projects or mm-hmm. most of them did um um mob d they had solo projects right you can name any other artist um, that was in the group has some type of solo project where you can maybe separate them, but they never had. I mean, Andre three thousand never had a real solo project, so it's just <laughs> I don't know. It's, I I I love Andre three thousand, but I just don't get how people throw him up there so quick. He he is widely considered one of the better feature artists, like for whatever that's worth. I think that's like a dumb yeah concept, but. <laughs> People to be honestly, he, he's a great lyricist, man. One yeah. of the best. Like People, if you got stacks on a feature, it's it's probably a hit. He he not giving you a whack verse and like like I said, he wanted. I think he one of the greatest rappers to you know that actually rap. But when people do lists, they look at projects. Mm-hmm. We not looking a lot of people not grading off of pure flows because otherwise there'd be some you have like a Joe Button up there. Who could if you just judging straight off a of rap, but people don't make them lists looking at that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like looking at their whole career, their projects. Or or Biggie who had limited projects, but flow was incredible. He was yeah. up there exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can't avoid, you can't ignore Big Boy. Um, yes, you Jules can't. made that mistake and got roasted for it. So don't mm-hmm. be a yes, Did Jules. She? You didn't see that? Uh, yes, Jules said. That, oh, yes, uh, Jules. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, Jules. I don't know if I said her name wrong. Yes, Jules made that tweet about Earth Gang being outcast, but with two Andres, and she got roasted for that. Yeah, so, she's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Bit, bo- people won't appreciate Bit Boy till he's not with us again. Yeah, probably not. Because that's pe- everybody though. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that dude like. Nah, he he is hard. He's that, so cold. Even that speaker box album, yeah. that shit was hard. But a lot yeah. of people only talk about the love below when they talk about that album. Yeah, speaker that speaker box, box album. Jam speaker box. Yeah, his part was hard. It was dope. It was the better part of the album. Let's be real. Yeah, it was the rap. I if was you the ignore rap. the singles. That the, Andre's album was not that. Andre good. album didn't have the singles on there. Yeah, it had the bigger singles, but it didn't have the better songs to me. But that's just me. I'm a hip hop yeah, head. Yeah, Andre, and he only rapped like on one song. Yeah, at the very so, end. Yeah, which was a hard <laughs> song. That's that. It was dope. That shit was hard. I wish he yeah. could finish that. Right. <laughs> hey, can um, I can I can I make a quick point about the, the list though? Go ahead. Can we? As some, uh, this is not great for like the internet and podcast, but like, can we acknowledge that these lists are ridiculous? Like, okay, so y'all know rap. Y'all know hip hop. It's too many damn rappers out here to make a top five. I'm it's hard, pick, man. I'm going to pick five niggas and all of these rapping ass rapping motherfuckers out here, and I'm going to pick true. five of them. It's hard, yeah. man. It's kind of dumb, really, when you think. Like, I know we like to have fun with it and debate it in its conversation, but five? It's nigga, all subjective, nigga, no matter what people say. It's 50 Wu-Tang niggas yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah and Come that kind of go back to my point. Are you judging off of their career, like, far as projects, or strictly rap flow they're listing their favorite rappers in order that's all this that, is that's honestly. what it need to be it really is here here is my favorite rappers my top 10 yeah instead of 
these are the top ten right. yeah. of all time. Yeah. yeah. And even those lists would change over time. Yeah. Yep. You know, if you asked me ten years ago who my favorite rappers were and asked me now, the the answers wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drake number one now, huh? somewhere somewhere on the list um and last and definitely least i say this for last for a reason ja rule announced that he's going to re-release all his albums as visual albums which means no please read what he said (laughs) okay wait okay let me get his actual quote yes he said he tweeted this I will be re-releasing all of my albums as visual albums. I will be making a video for every song I've ever made. What songs do y'all want to see videos for? Then, <laughs> <laughs> then he said, music is timeless. My new album, 12, comes out December 12th. And then somebody already said that one of his videos is one of the best videos of all time. He said, wait till I shoot if... Okay, he's he okay. He clarified and said he's not shooting the songs he has videos for already. After he oh, okay. after he oh. literally had said right, he's every, shooting every song, every song that I ever made. That's why I was yeah. laughing. I was like, this. I nigga. didn't see that part. Like, now I'm disappointed. Nigga, like, yeah. you gonna then you sh- gonna ask us what, what video about, do we want to see made? Yeah. After about, you already said you about to make every single yeah. video. I was about to say, good luck getting Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> not fuck. He had Jay Z. He had DMX. Yeah. He had fucking Christina Milian. He had a whole lot of people Good as luck. features yeah. that he's not going to be able to get now. So, shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't that was, know. That was pretty entertaining. I'm kind of intrigued by that, though. I would like to see him shoot some of his old shit. I, I think, think I think a lot of people should do that more. Prodigy did that for a while. He went back later on, years later, and remade songs off of like HNIC and did videos for them. Three Six Mafia did that a little bit too. I know Lord Infamous did some for the songs he did back in the day. I don't like it. Really? I feel like it's very obvious you're rapping to a younger version of yourself, but you're old. Ja Rule, I know he's working out. He's taking roids. He's super swollen and fit, <laughs> but he's still old. He's like... In his mid forties now, I don't want to hear him rapping over Vinny Vidi Vici beats yeah, and I mean, acting like he's in his early twenties again. He's not. It don't yeah, sound right. It don't yeah, look right, man. Yeah, I mean, let's take Ja Rule out the conversation. Please. When if Jay Z decide to do that, that'll be decide awful to, too. Decide to go the reasonable doubt and shoot a video, a dope ass video. You know, this is Jay Z got millions of dollars, a billionaire. Yeah. And he want to redo uh, or do a video for one of his songs on Reasonable Doubt that he don't have a video for. It wouldn't hit because he's not the same nigga no if, more. It might yeah. come out hard though. When if he do like some type of mini movie or something, well, it might come. It might come yeah, out hard. It, it depend on the production. I, yeah, it depend on I'm the not production. like Ja Rule is probably a bad example yeah, because right, right. Who who's really checking for Ja Rule? But I think. I think he might got something. I think he, I think this could be a trend. I can see Drake doing the same thing. And nah, uh, I, I, I can see I can see people. I can see rappers a doing that. Washed up rapper would do something. Right, like he would this. have to slow down on all the damn singles. Like yeah. he's still making music, mm-hmm. you know. But see, I ain't think Drake would package up his old Lucy's and put Why it out not? as that an was album. easy money for him. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like he could get a lot of attention if he shoot a video for. Some song he never shot a video for, like a old, a old good song. That That's money he could be using for a new song that, that could get him even that, more money. That, that money, 
that money don't mean nothing to these rappers. They I, a video, they can shoot a video and with their eyes closed. They still have an album budget though, man. They still have budgets for their new music and their new albums. And if you shoot one for an old song, you're taking up from that budget for an old song. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't th- think they would do it, man. But I see what I, you're saying. I, I, I see I mean, what you're saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, th- I think it could be. I, I think it could be something a new wave because I, I like so. I said, I ain't think people would package up loose old Lucy songs and make a profit off of it. I, I think could, that's yeah. the way of right now. Like we just talked about. Like why are people recreating things like Diddy Son, like for example, and Tiana Taylor? It's a good song, but it's we already had that once. So why would you waste money to recreate some? Like why would you waste waste money? to make new things when the old things are working for you still. People are still people still listen to Ja Rule. Like people still respect his his music from the past. So why would he go out and try to put more thought into something that may not even pop like it did back then when he could just make a video for it and those that weren't familiar with him at first, they gonna go watch his video and then then they gonna like kinda like the Drake thing. Then they'll go back and visit his music and then he'll be making music off of that. So it's like a in my opinion, I think it's like a lazy way to make money. Like, yes, yes it's creative. Yes, we do want to see it, but it's still lazy when it comes down to it. It's a lazy way that he's going to be able to profit, basically, because people are gonna people are gonna revisit the old stuff because it's gonna be so nostalgic at the time when we fi- when we're finally getting these videos. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. All it, like, I'm gonna say this something. All it takes is somebody like a J Cole to. Shoot videos for his first mix. What was his first mix? The, the warm up. Yeah, warm up. the warm up. Yeah. All it takes is somebody like him to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna shoot a couple videos from my first tape." People will eat that shit up alive. They're gonna be like, "Wow, I remember when I was in high school when this song came out." Oh, you doing a video for it? This was my favorite song. It, it, it does. I could, that that it, J Cole you. would be trending. I, I can see it. It especially like for for Ja. Like it's much more. It makes much more sense for him to want to make a video to a song that already probably worked versus trying to make a new hit. Yeah, you know. So like, if you're Ja Rule, and, known scam artist by the way too. Right. No, <laughs> and that was and that was my immediate reaction was like, yeah, scam. Like just just side eye. Like mm, I don't know, but like believe it when I see it. Same thing with the with the three. A di- different context, but same thing with the three stacks album. Just let me know when it yeah, exactly. when, when it's here. <laughs> That's when I believe you. But it, it's much easier to capitalize on nostalgia and the established hit than to try to go and reinvent yourself. So it makes perfect sense. Like like Jazz said, it is it is lazy, but it's also kind of smart if he can pull it off. I'm not totally. I'm not sold that he can pull it off. Yeah, yeah not, not Ja Rule. I think it. I think I'm not. I don't think he can pull it off. Sadly, but if he could, I think he would gain the people that already love the music, anyways. The people that didn't know who the fuck Ja Rule was to begin with until this fire stuff came out. I think that audience as well. Like he could definitely make a huge profit off of it if he knew how to execute. But I just don't think that he knows how to, on his own at least. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think it's gonna work for him. I think people, I think a lot of people will check it out if you like one of his old albums and he shot a video for one of these songs. Mm -hmm. I think you'll go look at it, and like I said, people, his name will be buzzing a little bit. Like, oh, Jaru shot a video for that. (laughs) I think that's about it. But I think that will buzz more than him making a new album. 
Oh, definitely, because it's Ja Rule. But even yeah. then, like, people ain't even putting their hands up <laughs> for his old yeah. songs in the music in the NBA game. So <laughs> I don't even know if this is going to move anything for him. But oh, well. <laughs> uh, so I think that just about does it for this week's edition, y'all. Um, shit. We want to thank again our special guest, Brandon Scott. Let's give it up for Brandon again yeah. one more time. Man. <laughs> I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Thank you for really taking through, man. man. I know we yeah. had you here for a while. Nah, man. I ain't, I'll be honest with you, man. I wouldn't have rather been nowhere else, man, to be honest with you. This is cool. Thank you, man. This is legit cool, man. Thank you, man. Cool yeah. experience for me. I hope y'all have me again, man. I'd love to be up here, man. For, oh, for sure, man. man. Yeah, it's sure, good dog. working with you, man. Spread the word, man. Tell them bit bosses that Jim's and Juice yeah. It's a legit podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. no yes. doubt about it. No doubt about it, man. Y'all on my y'all on my Spotify list. I, I'll even show you y'all y'all listed in my podcast right. subscriptions on Spotify. Okay. So appreciate that. Yeah, man. Appreciate that, man. No appreciate the love, bro. Always. <laughs> um. Also, Jasmine, you can find her at. Oh, well, what's what's your social media, by the way, man? We didn't I'm, plug you. Yeah. So I'm at Brandon K Scott on Twitter. I, I made that back when I was trying to be real professional, but I'm actually B Scott from Hiram Clark. Uh, if you're from Houston, you understand uh, okay. what the, what all, all that's about. But that's on Instagram. So B Scott from Hiram Clark on Instagram, Brandon K Scott on Twitter. Okay, okay, okay. cool, cool, cool. Um, Jasmine is at Chitty Chitty Bass. Jasmine, yeah. you got any projects you wanna? You got a playlist, don't you? Yeah, Plug I that dropped shit. a playlist. Um, maybe like a week or two ago. Um, it was what is it catered towards this? End of summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, end of summer. Um, this was a bad plug. It was uh end of summer, just like a a compilation of all the songs that were hits this summer that I liked and I enjoyed, but I felt like there was never officially like a declared song of the summer. Mm-hmm. So listen, take your pick, figure it out. Um, the next one is coming sooner than um the playlist of the summer did. Okay. So. Oh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Spotify and Apple Music. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all about the Travis Scott. Documentary. Oh yeah, go we ahead. Can tell yeah. us, man. Nah, we can we can wait. Look, next just week. man. By that time, nobody will care about it. Just, <laughs> Shit, just it took us long enough to watch it. Figgy, what'd you think about? Oh yeah, you can find Figgy at the Figgy Fig <laughs> on all social media platforms. Figgy, what'd you think about the Travis Scott documentary? I man? enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, he seemed like a laid back, quiet dude. He don't seem like. He he's very hype on stage, but he seemed super laid back. He seemed quiet. He seemed seemed like he don't really like the spotlight as much. Mm-hmm. He seemed like he more behind closed doors. And the other thing, I don't think him and Kylie is a good couple. Ooh. They seem like a weird type of couple. Ooh, like not more. No, no, not not no shade to Travis, but shade to Kylie. Seen, it seemed it's kind of like like. I don't understand why she's with him. They're from two different worlds. Yeah, basically. it's it look it look night and day, <laughs> like for real. So that that's the only weird part. But I could tell they really like each other, and uh, he was super excited about the baby. Yeah. And then the other thing too. Remember we talked about how um Trav we think Travis might have been throwing a little shot at Kanye on the um mm-hmm. you are not got what's the What's, I forgot the name. Stop trying to be God. Yeah, and then the whole he how he got decided with the uh, Drake verse mm-hmm. on the Chats over stripes. I don't know. I kind of feel different now because it seemed like he he was at the um um the what the um was it the not the birthday party? I don't know what they were leaving when he was showing him the rims, but um 
you I was looking at it more so not what was going on right then and there. I was looking at the sequence of how they pieced it together because Stop Trying to Be God was exact was right after that. And the interaction yeah. between them just didn't seem very genuine to me. Really? Oh, okay. I was about to say it seemed like they at least got some type of relationship yeah. where Kanye at least showed up. So I yeah, I think I don't know. It it could be maybe he, I I, I kind of don't think it was a shot. I kind of I kind of think that was probably just a a song. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was like pissed at Kanye or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And I think he was genuinely gen, gen, um genuinely excited about the Drake verse. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like a, oh he throwing a shot at Kanye. Yeah. Yes, I <laughs> I think he was excited because it was a fire verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um yeah I. I at first, I didn't think they really had a relationship, but I think they got something where they're cool. Okay, so that's possible. That's my takeaway. But it mm-hmm. was it was a good documentary. I enjoyed yeah. it. We, uh, me and my wife sat there and watched the whole thing. I didn't okay. think she was gonna watch it. She liked it too. Huh? <laughs> yeah, she she was into it. Usually, she go in the other room or something like that, but she sat there and watched it. It was good. pretty good. So now you see what I do at concerts. Yeah, that's another thing too. His concerts was nothing but white people. <laughs> I say nothing but white people. I so I think I sure. think he he kind of where that Tyler the Creative is where um mm-hmm. got that coat fan base. He said what? He's kind of like the Tyler the Creator. He kind of remind me of Tyler the oh, Creator okay, okay. as far as like that cult fan base. Mm-hmm. Except I like his music better. Uh Travis's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I can't um, get into Tyler, man. Really? Yeah. I, I can't. I've tried it. Yeah. I th- mm-hmm. I think somebody I think somebody like Travis would be around for a long time even if he don't have another big hit like Sicko Mode. Mm-hmm. Travis got, is like a rock rap rap star. Yeah, he he got like I said he got them fans. Like yeah. we can say what we want about Nicki. Mm-hmm. After looking at that, I feel like Nicki don't really have them fans. Yeah, like we think they they big on Twitter, but ain't nobody buy ain't nobody going to her concerts. Travis Scott, he, he it's probably be hard as hell trying to get a ticket to a yeah. con- concert for uh, Travis Scott, and them dudes are like super hardcore. Yeah. So um, yeah. I got a ton of respect <laughs> for him, man. Like you ain't gotta like the music, but that dude, that dude know how to throw on a good show. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I enjoyed it. Your turn. What? I'm, I'm not gonna watch. watch I'm not gonna watch the documentary, but I do. I, I believe y'all when y'all say it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't care about him enough to want to know about the behind the scenes stuff, honestly. Yeah. But I do enjoy the music. You know, I gave Astro World his props when it came out, mm-hmm. and I did agree with we had uh, Will Lean here the other day, and he did talk about how you know Travis Scott is actually helping the OGs and giving back to the community yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I've retracted yeah. a lot of what I said about Travis that was negative. So yeah. give me credit for that at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. The other thing too, he he is super nerd, man. He's super nerdy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like he still, I could tell he still watch wrestling. He's a big, <laughs> he's a big wrestling fan. Like they show, I think it was towards the end. He was like wrestling around. He had like a championship belt and all that stuff. No oh, god. He's the type of dude that would buy the real WWE championship <laughs> belt. Mm-hmm. So I by that I could tell he a nerd. I'm not trying to call this you know street cred out and nothing like that, but. He seemed like that quiet dude that liked nerdy shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of that's part of the reason why I feel like him and Kylie is a weird couple. Yes. She don't seem like the type that would date a nerdy black dude. Their whole look. I don't know, because yeah. Kylie's kind of weird herself. Every person the Kardashians have seems. dated seems completely opposite from them. 
Yeah. Everybody. Even they nanny rapper. Like these niggas grew up broke. These women grew up rich and privileged their entire life. So what do you really see in these people who come from the hood and who are broken from these different environments? There is a what, common thread. Big dick and money, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say that. There it is. <laughs> I mean, you you found know, the man. common thread. I don't know. I'm just not yeah, surprised when people it. get crazy when they're in this environment because it's so different from what you come from. You know, mm-hmm. that's when the get out thing comes in. Like, I yeah. get what people are saying now. It's like it's a yeah. weird environment for somebody to be in. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing, too. I didn't get that vibe from him because you could argue and say Kanye is is in a sunken place. Yeah. I really didn't get that from Travis Scott. He seemed like he's still the same person he mm-hmm. was a couple years ago. Before he got with Kylie, so um, just a quiet dude, low key, laid back, and light nerdy shit. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, he seemed like that. He always seemed like a nerd to me, honestly. But uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. But I'm glad you liked it, man. Yeah, glad you liked it. Um, like I said, you can follow Figgy at the Figgy Fig on all social media platforms. You can also hear him weekly on the in the loop got it right this time in the loop on sports radio 610 10 to 2 middays monday through friday i was off this week and i'm off monday tuesday and wednesday you were off this whole week no well i was off today oh okay um monday tuesday wednesday I'm off. that's good man you need some time off man you had a marathon on fucking thursday so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah taking some time off bro um also quick shout out to our own podcast man if y'all haven't heard the will lean episode we did last time check that out we're getting a whole lot of good impressions and very <laughs> educational yes people like that rap. people yep. are really enjoying that episode um very educational very history based on houston rap so if y'all haven't heard it check it out tell your friends about it it's a great lesson on the early days of houston hip-hop and how it came so far so check that podcast out check that episode out tell your friends about it and plug the shit like us, subscribe, do all that stuff. Um, show us any love. We'll show love back. Uh, holler, all it, ho- holler at us. <laughs> and I am on Twitter at the Ryan Rocket and on Instagram at Ryan.Rocket, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for our special guest, Brandon Scott, right for the lovely Jasmine, and for my boy Figgy, this is the Gems and Juice podcast, y'all. And we out. <laughs>